Production. Recorded live. Welcome, everybody. This is D Victim 13. This is 10-5-2015. It's 7.44 p.m. Pacific Time. And uh, we're here on a Tuesday night interviewing um, a friend who lives in Arizona who has some interesting information to help us with. So anyway, we're in the middle of a conversation. Please continue on. Do you want me to go over the the, the sport thing real quick, um, or we we'll just continue where we're where we're at? Well, but you could just like review what we've kind of talked about briefly, so we could outline it. Those of us that have been listening, and right. then um, you can start in where you left off here. That would be good. Okay. Hi, this is Sumaya. I was just talking about reprogramming and countermeasures uh, against the mind control methods that they're using against us as TIs, whether through gang stalking, chemicals, uh, frequencies, uh, punishing blows, torture at night, whatnot. Um, We're we're already aware that there's a trauma-based mind control, but we're not being told so much about what you can do to hold yourself up against it. And um, the four things that we discussed before, and it's just a review, a review for the recording. That is, um, one, redirection, change the subject, change the action. Two, re-entrainment, which would be practice repetition for 21 days or more of any of those activities, which is a healthy activity. Three, enlist others, like join a group or find support in those activities or new skills or old skills that were, which were healthy for you. And four, continue to learn new skills because that is what um, reorganizes the neural mapping of your brain and body. So, you know, learn a new card game, a new sport, listen to different kinds of music, try yoga, exercise, read new particular writings, do some writing, do some speaking, math, science projects, art, theater, crafts, learn a a new language, do some travel, gardening. Those are just examples, any of which will help you with breaking the entrainment program. Okay. So that's just the basic summary of it. I also went over a little bit about how anybody who already had a spiritual base of belief before they were targeted, they can still use those beliefs to accelerate their spiritual growth using the ionic atmosphere around them, the frequencies, the plasma physics. Everything that's being used against us can also be used for our own spiritual growth. And we are, I, my belief is that in this time of history, this group of humanity, this collective, of people was was designed, was destined to accelerate their spiritual growth, which is why we're being faced with these kinds of challenges, because we were meant to, we are destined to accelerate our spiritual awareness and connection with the higher levels all the way up to God. And um, I have lots and lots of evidence and examples of that, but I'm just giving it to you as a summary. I don't tell anybody which particular beliefs they should have, which particular um, 
books they should read on it, but just know that if you're connected with God, that you will be accelerated. You will be catapulted closer to serving him in your own way. And that is... Pardon me for interrupting, but I'd like to just say one thing. That kind of explains why so many of us have been scratching our heads saying, well, you know, why me, why me, why me? You know, most of these people are really nice people. They're good people. They're spiritually good people, you know, in their heart of hearts. And I think that explains a lot what you just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, most of the people who are being targeted had some spiritual background or had some intuition that was tr- that they are trying to block. See, they're at their mind, in their minds, the spiritual warfare is on higher levels than most people are even talking about. It's not just the obvious symbolisms, um, the references to revelations and the end times. They use that. Uh, those are the more obvious gateways, if you if you will, um, to the fear-based programming that was supposed supposed to keep people away from rise rising up to levels with God and uh, to purification and all of that. But the levels that they think they're operating on have to do more with the Freemasons and the symbolisms and geometries and structures of consciousness that most people don't really think about. There There are higher levels, a lot higher levels than most people are aware of. And they can see the energies around you, they can measure them, they can drop data banks of information into your energy field so you're processing unconsciously. And I'm not talking about just subliminals, which that is one of the tools, but one of the tools, uh, these uh, subliminal, like, sound waves and frequencies that, you know, like cyclotronic resonance, um, and little bits and words. I mean, the more overt ones have, you know, V2K, you know, interrupting their thoughts. But uh, very high levels, very, very high levels, they're building bridges to the dark side. And that's why, as resistant as Christians are to the meditation process, it is one of the ways to undo what they're doing on those higher levels. Um, And which is why I'm, you know, Really, I mean, really honored to be able to share this stuff. It's so important. I spend hours and hours and hours every night. I mean, not only meditating, but they've used sleep deprivation on me for more than 10 years. And what I do in those times is unbelievable. I mean, you talk about things like tennis, right? Tennis you did for years and years. You're so good at it. It's like automatic. Well, I did a lot of spiritual work with people over the years, and and they knew that. I mean, they absolutely chose me for this challenge because I was already advanced 20 years ago on those levels. So then they came to me, and they start messing with me with synthetic telepathy. But I'm also reading them right back again. They don't want me to read them right back, and that's the part where I was going to say to you, Karen, look how easy it is for me to get the names of admirals and colonels and captains. Wow, all I do is I tune up, and I'm getting this information, and they're getting really mad at me. 
But here I'm sharing with you a skill that I knew already has come so easily, so automatically to me that it's scaring me also. So um, I just wanted to share that because it wasn't it wasn't what I did on purpose, but it was like, okay, they put some plasma physics in my environment. They got me coated in everything I own with, like, polymers. So I decided this year about maybe, I don't know, 10 or 12 months ago that I was going to use this. I was going to use this physics, and I'm going to accelerate my spiritual awareness. And bam, it happened. It happened so fast, you wouldn't believe it. And everything that I try to do with my mind now happens immediately. So it answers that same question that you had before. I just want to say every time I try to do that and visualize who's behind mine, some name like Ahmad or Ahmed or something comes to my mind. <laughs> well, yeah, and then there's a whole lot of discernment that has to go on because they want to send you information by their radio frequencies and radar. So they want to throw you off. Um so if they see that you're doing that, they're probably going to throw you some false, you know, some false information also and mix it up. And then um, the other thing is they don't want you to trust your intuition, so you have to practice it more. They, raise, they will raise the frequencies on your body so you can't feel your own feelings, you know, and there's a lot of those games going on too. So now, some of us have intuition that is so strong that nothing they do or say can touch it. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instinct it's fear, but it's so strong, it's so overwhelming, you're like, it gets indisputable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, that's the stuff that you have to trust, too. Especially when it's not, like, coming from outside of you. It's easy for them. As long as it's for the good, you know, as long as it's not some kind of telepathy or message or feeling that's negative, because I've had a lot of those and acted on them, and it turns out it was never for the good, you know. So as long as it's for the positive, I think it's yeah. a good thing. So that's, that's all I can to, say. That's a good way to put it. So um, I think it would be a good time to open the room for anybody who has questions on those different topics. Um, I'm sorry if it started out kind of negative because, you know, when somebody is talking down to you, it's, you know, and they don't know you, they don't even give you the benefit of the doubt, then, you know, it's not a dialogue. And, you know, this person, I won't say the name, was clearly not interested in the dialogue. And when you don't have a dialogue, then you're blocking out any further growth or education. So I'm glad we have this time. And uh, if anybody, anybody has a question, if it gets too noisy, I'll, I probably won't try to speak over it. No, there shouldn't be any noise at all on this line. The only other person that's unmuted is Oregon, and I don't know why. Hi, Amy. Hi, Amy. How are you? Anyway, I muted that person because that person was not supposed to be unmuted, but I'll be glad to unmute them in a minute. Um, did you want to take questions? Were you ready? Yeah, Amy's fine. Um, she Sometimes if you have background noise, try to find a quiet spot and we can talk. 
Okay, hi, Sue. Hi, hi, Sue. Hi, Karen. Um, hi. Hi, you guys. I hope you guys are, are stronger every day. Um, I, I'm I'm focusing on being stronger every day and uh, and having more courage uh, every day. I, I, I just want to input. I just want to add to what you said, Sue. You said a lot of wise things. I want to add that the, the programs that they're running on us, they did not take into account the human spirit. How indomitable the human spirit is and um so this program doesn't understand that so um so so for all of us that are are are, are have been born of uh, a capacity to, to be strong spiritually and just don't let anything um or any don't let anything knock us down um this program cannot possibly work I know for myself, I'm very strong spiritually, and just like what you're discussing, Sue and Karen, uh, I've learned um, I've learned to to go higher spiritually from all that's been uh, perpetrated against me. It's actually given me um, a, a stronger abilities. It's, it's, it's had me tap into areas of myself I would never have been uh, able to tap in because this it's been so tra- traumatic. Uh, all, all all this uh, all this invasion and all this uh, and, and all this uh, heinous heinous rape, you know, electronically, that there's really no other recourse uh, for me that the, I just kind of uh, just went deeper into myself. So it's actually accelerated, um, you know, my spiritual process. And um, so, so for all of you out there that are listening that consider themselves spiritual, this program did not take into consideration the 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 indomitable capacity of the human spirit of the heart. So this cannot break you. This cannot do do that to you guys. Uh, it will never break me because I'm too high and too strong spiritually, and I've always been very high spiritually, mm-hmm. even higher than I am psychologically. And uh, I think my psychological part has been has been kind of um, has been tweaked from all this. So I'm getting even more psychologically savvy. Uh, because yeah. of all this, because there's no other place to go. It's either you go up or you go down. I'm not going down, guys. I'm not going down. I don't know about you, but I am not going down. I'm going up. I'm going to use this. That's I'm going right. to use. This. Thank you, Amy. That was a really good way to express it. Um, what I was saying earlier is that, you know, when they think that the spiritual warfare is going to keep the Christians or anybody anybody with a strong connection with a higher realm away then they are going to have to either let it go or join because um, they're only making it stronger. They're making all of those parts of ourselves stronger that came here before we were born. We knew we were going to be in this long-term battle, and we were chosen because of it. That's exactly right, and you are getting stronger at it. Yes, yes, I am. Yes, I am, and um, that's how I'm. I'm thriving. I'm not just surviving. I'm thriving, 
and um, and I'm learning new skills and techniques. It's just like what you're talking about, Phil. I think it's great, you know, instead of T.I. staying at home and, and, and being frightened of being gang-stalked outside or, or something like that, it's great to get out there and, and learn new things, just like live your life, you know, as much as you can. Learn new skills, do new activities, make new friends, go to different uh, workshops, go to different uh, classes, courses, etc. There's no reason for any of us to stay at home. Because 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 the whole thing, this is a trauma-based program. They want to keep us terrorized, and if we don't allow them to keep us terrorized, right there, the this program is defeated. Just from not being terrorized, it's defeated. Seventy percent is defeated. I'm telling you guys, seventy percent is a big chunk of percentage. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. And. And so I'm making, I'm, I'm, you know, my intention is to make new friends. I don't, I'm not, I'm not talking to my, my new friends about this stuff. And I, you know what? I'm not responsible for them getting targeted covertly. This is not my responsibility for this evil. This evil is not my, nor your responsibility either. You didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for this. We didn't ask for this. So therefore, if 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 if, if, you, if you feel like, well, I don't want to subject people who I like to this. Or new, new friends in my life. Well, no, it's not your responsibility. This is evil, and it just it just increases their negative karma. Actually, actually, it increases these these, these perpetrators' uh, negative karma. It actually helps to bring them down by you going out and doing new things, meeting new people, ha- having new relationships. It, it increases their negative karma. I don't want to repeat myself a million times, but uh, we that's what it does. We yeah, what I want to add to that is the people who are very frustrated and upset about trying to get their friends and family involved and they're resistant, just let it go. Don't try to make them believe. If they're not ready to believe, just let it go. There are plenty of other people out there in the world. There are billions of people out there in the world. They may not be your family, but they can be your friends. So, you know, take a look at that. Uh, anybody who's really struggling with that part. Is there anybody else who wants to ask about the spiritual or the reprogramming or anything? I'm probably not going to stay on all night. I just wanted to make sure. Just one minute, Sky. i got to unmute some people. I apologize. Hang on one second. I apologize, people. There's Marilyn here. Is that Anita? Welcome, Marilyn. I apologize for leaving you muted. Are you there? Hello, Marilyn. Go ahead. Keep going. Hello? Let's see who else is on. Mm-hmm. Well, we have <clears throat> Florida, Amy, West Oklahoma, West Washington State, East Maryland, New York, South Carolina. Sue, um, I, I'd like to add something else, uh, if I may. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm working with different tactics for myself, different strategies, different coping mechanisms. I've been experimenting lately. Uh-huh. And I, I notice sometimes if I'm out and about, right, and I see a person, an individual, uh, it, it may remind, it, it, it may trigger off a sensitivity of it being a gang stalker, you know, you know a perp. 
And, and, you know, whether it is or not, it doesn't matter. So what I do is I mentally say to myself, um, well, this looks like a person, you know, you know, with a smartphone. It could be an, it could be an iPhone. It could be anything else. And you know, I think I'd like to go down to the store and buy one because you could do so many things with an iPhone. You could have apps on it. You can do uh, so many things I can't even think of. You know, and instead, of, so so I'm kind of, I'm kind of recreating something that like may or may not be true for me. I don't want, I have no intention of buying a smartphone, but I just I do this to distract me, to calm myself down, to 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 um to um uh, to. to to countermeasuring to the program, to, to yeah. my sensitization to being, to thinking everybody out there, I'm, not, I'm exaggerating now everybody, but a lot of people out there are, are out there to, to, to gang stalk me. So whether it's true or not, it does not matter. It's telling your mind to calm yourself down, to stop the amygdala from going wild, from going haywire. Yes. It's to calm your your neurological system down because the neurological system doesn't know the difference. It just knows that you're you're making up a story and the story's saying, "Well, I like, I want to buy a, a smartphone." You know, it doesn't matter if it's true or not because the mind doesn't know if it's true or not. The mind just just hear, just kind of grasps onto what it hears. Right. That's what the mind does. Okay, so, so that I, goes to that goes back to what I was saying about redirection. You can right. use there are there is probably ten or twenty different examples of redirection that I didn't go over, which have to do with just tra- changing the thought in the moment. You have to be aware of how your thoughts create your reality, how your thoughts will will create or generate or accept or exacerbate certain emotions. So you have to be aware that your thoughts and your emotions are connected and that if you can change your thought in that moment, you can also change the outcome of your emotions and and therefore your you know, the program that they have on you. So that that's redirection, a perfect example. Yeah, yeah. And it seems to be working. It's, it's really, it's yeah. really working. And and also, and also, you know, whatever I see that's scary to me, I kind of react internally. I get scared. I get, I feel myself getting tight and all that. I, I feel the program's working on me. I'm getting, I'm getting tired. I'm starting to to feel like, uh, feel like they got me, you know, and all that, you know. Um, I, I just make a story up. I just make a counter story up about it. Like I like it. If I don't like it, I like it. And, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, it doesn't matter what you say. Just just to just to change the whole the whole the whole belief about it. The whole belief about it that right. that, that, that 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 I'm being attacked. That that I'm a victim. It's to change the victim mentality because that's yeah. what's happening. Pretty much predominantly is we're feeling like victims, and you know it's enough in life, you know, without this crap happening to feel like that. But this is this is you know you know uh, you know it's amplified with this you know with this you know with this program it's amplified. Okay, and, yeah. Um, that helps. That that helps remind me to use affirmations or to change. You know, when they say neuro linguistic programming. Uh, you can use neuro-linguistic programming also, which means instead of calling yourself a victim or a target all the time, you can call yourself um, a, a spiritual warrior, 
or you can call yourself an activist, or you can call yourself a freedom fighter. You can call yourself anything but victim and change your whole emotional, psychological makeup around the word. And then also, if you're, starting, if you're having anxiety or depression, try to think about what are the words you're using in your mind that are making you anxious or making you tired or making you depressed and change the language that you're using on yourself. Not, I'm not talking about the language they're trying to use on you. Try to change the language that you're using on yourself and make it better, make it more positive, make it brighter, make it more hopeful so you can get through that moment and stop reacting to your own victimization. Because here's in a whole other level of this program. It has to do with counting on us, repeating our victimized state of mind and our traumatized state of mind so often that we work ourselves up into a state where we cannot come back down from it. Like I've heard people on these calls, I'm not mentioning names, where they go over their stories from five, ten years ago and crying uh, endlessly about that. It's an example of them re-traumatizing themselves and they're repeating it makes it worse. So in order for them to unspin, you know, that cycle, they have to, you know, step out, use new words, new beliefs, new um, stories to tell. So you can choose stories of victory to remember instead of the stories of how you are intimidated or how you are injured. And that's a perfect example of how neuro-linguistic programming can be used to help yourself and not just be put down by it. Are you there? Yep. I'm just waiting for questions. Okay, hang on. All right. Those of you who have a question, please hit star eight. Hang on. East Virginia has a question. Let me turn down my background noise. Go ahead, East Virginia. I'd like to ask a question. Are you a certified chancellor? Do you have a master's of training in canceling or what? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I've been in private practice for many years. I've got several certifications in various areas, including cognitive behavioral therapy. What kind of behavioral therapy? Huh? What kind of behavioral therapy? CCBT. It's Certified Cognitive Behavioral Therapist. That's one of my degrees. And where do you get that kind of degree from a regular college, or where do you get one? Um, well, I went through I went through a board, a national board certification for that. I also am certified in hypnotherapy. I've got a couple of bachelor's degrees and uh, a minister's credentials and um, PhD in divinity, which was an honorary doctorate. Okay, so I was just curious. Okay. Well, I hadn't had my office open since 2001, right before 9/11. I was, I I was already being targeted, but I didn't know it, and I was getting, uh, 
was getting a lot of fatigue and nerve problems, and I closed my office. But it was also my intuition telling me it was time to change course. So um, I rented out my office suite to somebody else and another therapist who was just getting started. And I I was already burning out from being a a counselor for so many years. So then uh, I just worked off by phone after that. So, um, but what, did you, what did you mean you had a feeling that things were going to change? Um, I get very strong intuition, you know, and uh, right before 9-11, I just, I really felt like there was a big change coming. I couldn't tell what. It's the same feeling I get before a hurricane or an earthquake. So I, um, I decided to close my office and work out of my house and not commute, just kind of simplify um, my lifestyle. And, um, of course, after that, my targeting got worse, you know. But, um, were, you no, I, I, before, were you targeted before you made that change? Uh, probably. I'm pretty sure they were watching me. Uh, I had a friend in Quantico. We used to talk on the phone a lot. And um, I know my phones would tap. And then, I have a question um, for you. For about a year before they turned the heat on or the uh, injuries on, did you feel like um, things weren't quite right? Well, uh, I yes. The reason I yeah. ask is because I did. I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but I couldn't. I, like my daughter and I went to Hawaii, and at the end of a big, long <clears throat> zip ride thing that we did, we were supposed to get on a swing. And for some reason, I was horrified of doing that zero gravity thing on the swing. And sure enough, when I did it, I thought I was going to puke. It was horrible. And I nobody else had that. So <clears throat> it was because of the targeting, and it was before they turned the heat on, and it was for an entire year before they turned the heat on, I felt like something was definitely wrong. Yeah, yeah. And they and they play games, but they don't keep them on. Well, I'm trying to draw a correlation here or a similarity, so we can draw some kind of maybe consensus in the group that for a year before they maybe turn the heat on, maybe some of us felt kind of weird, so we could have some kind of correlative, um, uh, you know, symptoms. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know if everyone is that sensitive. You know, they might look at you know. They had to move, or they had a divorce, or they they'll point to a specific event that they. Could, yeah, well, I had um, an event ten years before it got turned on, but you know it didn't get turned on until eleven years after, or something like that. But that's yeah. not the point. The point is, is that um, you know all the the menopause had passed, the divorce had passed before they turned it all on, and I'd calmed down. So, but for an entire year before they turned it on, it felt like. Something was strange. Wrong. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know if, if you and I agree on that. I don't know if everyone would agree. I, you know. I don't see anybody lighting up their button so they could light up their button and say if they had an okay. um, opinion otherwise. But it may be a, lot some people, a lot of people have ESP or extra sixth sense or extra senses, sensory perception, which you obviously the two of you do and I do, but not everybody has that. Interesting. While I just while I'm talking to you, I went over to Joe's call, and there's an interesting man on there, Patrick from Houston, who needs some help in canceling, and he found John Hall on the 
website today, and John Hall gave him a lot of help. So that was interesting. I don't know if you'll ever catch up with him, but Patrick could use somebody to talk with, it sounds like. Yeah, I'm on that overflow list. Uh, Shelly and Derek are both aware of me, and they give my number uh, occasionally to somebody who's really, you know, in pretty bad shape, and I'll counsel them for a little while on that, whatever situation it is. I'm not on their hotline, on their 800 number, but I'm on their overflow list for situations like that. But you can, you know, you can uh, recommend it if you want. I don't know him. It's the first time I've ever heard him on, but he was so pleased to find the call today. Mm-hmm. Somebody mm-hmm. found John Hall on the website, and John gave him the information about the group, so he was mm-hmm. really very pleased, but he sounds like he could use someone to talk with, like you. Yeah, that's fine. Well, um, I'll give you my I'll give you my Google voicemail. And if somebody needs to, you can call me on that and leave a message. It's 575-425-0770. And uh, I usually return my calls within 24 hours. Okay, I'm going to go back and see if I can catch up with it. He might be gone by now, but if he does, I'll give it to him. Okay. I'm going to... I'm probably going to um, get off in a little while, but if there's somebody else who wants to talk right now, Karen, is anybody? Um, you know, and I purposely avoided certain terms while I was talking, but um, I, I welcome any questions about uh, the spiritual realm. Byron, right, well, let me unmute the room. Okay. I'm going to be out of here. Remember that, fucker. When I say I'm going to do something. I can see that was a mistake. Hang on. I'm sorry about that. Let me admit one at a time and see what's going on. Florida, are you there? Amy, I know you're there. Welcome. Welcome, Amy. Hi. I'm unmuted. Okay, good. Welcome back. Thank you. Which Amy is this? The one in California? No, uh, uh, Portland. Portland. Oh, the same Amy. Okay. No, I. Yeah. There's another, okay, there's another Amy from uh, California that can tell me. I think I think I know who you. Uh, I think she's in San Diego, yeah, and in California. Yeah. 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 You know, a thing that's coming to my mind right now is that the the hello yeah the the, the people who are become predators in these programs are are natural 
control and power seekers. They have an imperative in their personality to try to dominate any situation. And the people that they like to target are the ones that apparently are weaker than them, softer, gentle, caring. And what I want to say about that is just because they think that you're an easy target doesn't mean that you can that, that you need to cave to their dominance. And I'm and I mean even people who are targets on these calls who have dominant personalities, you shouldn't allow yourself to cave to that dominance because that is exactly what they want. And never doubt yourself just because you're a soft, gentle person, because you're compassionate, you have spirituality in you, because you don't believe that this is the end all, the end times, you don't have to. You don't have to be what they want you to be. You just stay strong in yourself, you stay balanced in your knowledge, and you don't have to react to what they want. You don't have to cave to what they want. You don't have to believe in their dominance because you're a female or because um, you like to, you know, you're not trying to make millions of dollars and drive around in a Cadillac. That doesn't matter. In the long run, it's not going to matter at all. If you want to be a soft person, you want to be um, humanitarian, you want to be compassionate, your strength is in your compassion. In fact, your spiritual elevation depends on your compassion. And the more of that you hold on to, the more you feel centered in what's true, what is truth for you, then the more you're going to uh, ascend out of this whole situation when life is done, you know? Because life is only temporary for everyone. It's could, you that, could you say that again? The more you feel censored out of what? Centered. Centered on your compassion. The more you feel centered on your truth, the easier it will be for you to use that as a vehicle to raise your whole life up in the end. You don't have to be, not to be tempted by money or greed or power or um, status symbols. You mean not to be uh, lured by false idols, basically, well, is what you're saying. Right. Exactly, false idols. Or dominant, really, the dominant personality is what uh, likes to, you know, make people feel smaller so they can feel bigger and that whole cycle. So just never mind. Just pull back out of those um, entanglements and just be centered on what you know to be true. Sounds like my ex-husband, strong-minded, controlling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, some people get on these calls and they dominate. And it's not fair to, because a lot of the wisdom is in in the gentle soul's who um, don't get to speak a lot of times. And we know that, you know, you can have 20 people on a call and, you know, 18 of them will be quiet because they're too afraid to speak. And I'm saying it's for them. So the quiet ones, the, the ones who feel weaker or too weak to fight, you don't have to fight. 
Um, I have I have something else I'd like to contribute. Um, um, last night, um, I, I was I was thinking about relationships, like like romantic relationships, and um, I, I've always been uh, rather timid about it because uh, there's no privacy, and uh, you know why bring uh, you know why bring a a wonderful human being into my life, and uh, when when this person won't won't have any privacy either, and you know just like what you're saying is, so life is too short, you know. It's just short for everybody. It's going to end. It's going to end. Who knows when? You know. And so, so I was watching these YouTube videos on how to have conscious relationships, just like I would have done 15 years ago. How to have conscious relationships. How to be uh, honest with each other and how to work with each other so you don't fight. You know, just those kind of higher, higher higher minded relationships, you know. And um and I was watching it and I was getting a lot of insights watching it. And you know, I decided I want to have one of those. It doesn't matter if I'm being targeted, you know, it doesn't matter because I still want to live my life and part of life is having to me it's important to have a relationship. I know that's not I know it's not on, on, on the priority list for, for certain people, but for, for me it is. Because I always wanted that, so I'm going to go out. I'm go, I'm going to have. A, I'm going to get myself a partner. Okay, that's my intention. So, and 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 the other thing I want to say. The other thing I want to say is this. Oh, also, once again, it it just gives it gives gives the perpetrators harsher karma, harsher. You know what goes around. Come when I say karma, I mean what goes around comes around. So, so if they're gonna if they're gonna start messing with another person in my life that's important to me, it's gonna give them harsher what goes around comes around. That's all it's going to do, mm-hmm. um, you know. Cause, so, and and the other thing I was thinking of, who said that we're all in this you know, diabolical program until we die? Who's who? Who knows that really for a fact? And I'm telling myself, you know. I'm not going to be in this for the rest of my life. How do I know? I mean, there's no factual based evidence uh, that, that this is going to be for the rest of my life. And so I was telling myself, I'm going to get out of this. I'm going to. I'm, I'm starting to to tell myself. I'm starting to make it a mantra. I'm going to get out of this. I'm going to get out of this. I'm going to. This is not forever. This is not doomsday. You know, yeah. I just wanted so I just wanted to share that because uh, you know it, it's all about what you believe. A lot of this is all about what you believe. What you know, you know what you start to you you want you know why not brainwash oneself? I mean, I mean these 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 perpetrators want to brainwash us. So so why not just brainwash ourselves with with positive, loving, compassionate um, y- y- affirmations? I mean, why not? Yeah. You know, yeah, you're right. Well, now, if you if you want those things, you should just go for it, and you know they'll you know expect a resistance. You know they're gonna do that, and then just keep going, keep going for what you want. Exactly, and that's the way to defeat this as well is to go out and get something which which has, which which is not part of this program because. Because part of this program is, is to make us isolated, which means no person, no people in our lives. The fewer, the better for this program. So, if, so if I go out and get myself uh, a partner, say, right, then I'm defeating this program by doing that. Yeah, I'm just I'm defeating a right. So I'm defeating a large part of this program by doing that. Yeah. 
that's right. Well, uh, that would work for some people, I think, also who think that they can never have a relationship again, um, you know, because the isolation can make it even harder. Um, personally, uh, I'm not looking for a relationship, and, you know, I basically I live as a monk. I chose that more than 15 years ago, and I'm sticking with it. And if it makes it harder on me, and if I have to leave sooner, I'm pretty sure I'm not getting out of this program. I'm pretty sure about that in my case. Your case might be different. You might be able to get out. You might not be heavily targeted the way I am because, you know, maybe they'll see that um, you're able to break away and, you know, they'll probably <laughs> they'll probably find somebody else, which is a sad thing. You know, they lose one target, they're going to find another one. But, um no, I, I think you should stick with that, and if you believe you can get out, then you should go go for it. I am going to get out because 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 I know that I, I know know there has to be ways. I know I, I, this is not a death sentence, meaning just a metaphor for for meaning you're you're in this program for the rest of your life. This is not a death sentence. I mean, you know, I don't have to. I mean, there must be ways. I mean, must. I mean, this is not this is not foolproof. It's not foolproof, meaning uh, it's not concretized. Meaning it's it just you know there's ways out. We can get out. You know, I really believe that. Yeah. That's a very strong well, faith about it. And yeah, that's good. And the other thing is, um, you know, they they like they try to use these terms like mastering the human domain or, you know, take over the world or the new world order. That's all their mantra. That's their rep- repetitious mind control stuff. What we have to remember is that so far Throughout history, there has not been one civilization or one power-hungry empire that's been able to take over the world. Not one. And it's not going to happen. It's going to be new world disorder, and it's already started. I mean, they're fighting within each other all the time. You just don't hear about it. The, the intelligence warfare is accelerated is worldwide between the countries, especially because of the technology, especially because information is passed at the speed of light. So breaches of security and leaks of information happen at the speed of light, unlike it did, you know, 50, 60 years ago when you had to have a courier drop it in a blind spot that, you know, somebody else had had to pick up physically. Now leaks of information and breaches of security happen in an instant. So the intelligence warfare is probably way out of control, and we don't hear about it. You don't hear about it in the news very much. Sometimes you hear about, oh, so-and-so hacked, you know, this company or, or that guy got hacked or the Trump Towers, you know, got hacked. Yeah, the, those are you know, just simple examples or maybe most obvious examples, but it's all, it's all going on all the time, but you're just not hearing about it. Anyway, it's going to be New World Disorder. That's my point. And whether they think they can master the human domain that's a big question. It's never been done, and it probably will never be done. That's my belief. That's I think this whole program is uh, an excuse to torture, damage, injure, and kill human beings. Yeah. Period. Yeah. It's really low. It's a very low level of consciousness, you know. 
it's like if there was any science, it's gone. You know, when you put when you put these um, weapons in the wrong hands, there's no way to take it back again. You can't take it back again. There's too many people with it. I think there's a song regarding that, several songs, actually. Quite a few songs regarding not being able to take it back. Once it's out there, it's done forever. What's happened here? However, what you're saying I think is very true and that the power of positive thinking is amazing. Yeah. In your own life and in reality. And actually, it is really important what you think, because what you think is what possibly could be, be created next. Yeah, exactly. And like she said, maybe we were chosen because we had the ability to ascend spiritually, and that's why so many good people were chosen. Because there were people that had that ability to ascend, so therefore don't give up trying, right? Right, right, exactly. Yeah, because they're not picking on the average people who only watch television and eat McDonald's. No, those, you know, the they're not bad people, but they're just not, like, ex- they're not talented or, or extraordinary in any way, so they're not targeted. As much. Well, they're, they're not the enlightened. I mean, they're not enlightened in any way. Exactly. <laughs> right. But they don't stand out in any way. I mean, if you um, see, they want to pick on the talented people. They pick on, you know, Scott Stapp from Creed, who was Christian, who was very talented. You know, um, a lot of artists, a lot of actors, musicians. Um, healers, anybody with an intuition, anybody who um, is moving the masses towards the light, whether they're Christian or Buddhist or Hindu, whether they're Gandhi or Mandela, all were targeted because they were moving people towards the good. And we're just like them because we're moving towards the good and they don't want that. And if people are just sort of apathetic and they like to watch football games, they'll be surprised how much those football games are rigged now. There's a lot yeah. of technology on those on those fields going on, making and breaking those um, scores. But it's not being spoken about. Yeah, I'll bet. Really, it makes sense. That's why mm-hmm. Tommy Copper came into existence. Because all those football players trying to catch those balls were getting hit, going, man, I got hit by some kind of electronic, blah, blah, blah. So they invented that line of clothing that was extraordinarily expensive because it catered to athletes, professionals. Right, right. Now we got the public buying it. Yeah, they probably were experimenting on uh, sports teams for a really long time because they could get measurable results. There you go. Either made it to the finish line or they didn't. The team won or it didn't. It's measurable. They could put bets on it and make money. There you go. There it meets all the criteria, doesn't it? It does. And I guess maybe they figured, 
well, we can master these big football guys or baseball guys. Or we could get ones addicted and the other ones succeed. We can we could tempt some of them with some illicit affairs and get them out of the picture, like Tiger Woods. Um, you know, they can manipulate and what do they call it? Social engineer so many situations of high profile people. Well, let's take it to the next level and spread around our influence into the people who don't know, who aren't high profile. But um, we already know about that part. I think a lot more actors and athletes have been targeted over the years than we realize. We know that scientists and investigative journalists have been targeted for a long time. What I wonder about is how many actors have been recruited. Hmm. I don't know. Because they're, they're in a tempting position. They possess a lot of power to bring in a lot of money. So they might just be recruited in a different way. Hmm. Well, yeah, because we don't know how much of the, you know, uh, movie industry is owned by government. Like, we know that uh, a lot of well, large... Well, by government, by this elite group. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we don't know which movie companies are owned by whom. As I say, there might be a person at the top, but we don't know what their true affiliation is. And then, uh, you know, there's billions of dollars in that and media is one of the fastest ways to get to mind control people, mass hypnosis. It's a form of mass hypnosis. I know. And look at all the zombie vampire movies that come up in the last 20 years. It's ridiculous. I know. Aren't they horrific? Yeah. It's scaring people. Yeah, it's hard to lower everybody's frequency so they succumb rather than ascend. That's right. So I think knowledge is power, and I think lack of knowledge will kill you. I still say that, and I still believe it. Mm -hmm. Innocence is power, too. Innocence? Mm -hmm. Well, I disagree. I set forward in innocence for many, many years, and I was a uh, sitting duck over and over and over again. Yeah. Well, the, you get targeted for being innocent, but when you want to come closer to God, you want to be clean as snow. You don't want any, you know, you don't want to leave behind any dark splotches so you don't have to come back and fix them again. Well, you know, that's a real good point that you brought up here tonight because I have a big, hairy business settlement that I'm in the middle of that I have to negotiate between negotiating parties, which is going to be difficult because we have a real corrupt entity on one end of this issue. And um, sticking with the truth, I suppose, being the innocent party and constantly sticking with the truth, which was my plan to begin with, can be a winning strategy, I think. Well, yeah. You don't have to remember all your lies. Right. But sticking with the higher level of consciousness, too, the trying to do the right thing, not just the truth, but the right thing sometimes, too, like 
maybe someone is a little off a little bit, but maybe the right thing would be to help them out a little bit financially, regardless the fact they fell short, you know, regardless mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't argue every point. That's how I save energy. Um, you know, you know, you know somebody's off base and they're like lying and they're making up things. But sometimes I don't even argue with them, you know, like, like the car that I bought this year, it's, you know, it's got a lot of damage. It was filthy. It had some problems. The guy's standing there going, it's perfect. It's a great car. It's clean. Every, I mean, about nine out of the 10 things he told me about it weren't true at all, but I went and bought the car anyway for my own reasons. And I didn't argue about it, you know. And I cleaned up the car. I mean, I had to do things to it, but I got I got it pretty cheap. And um, it's not a car I'm going to worry about getting damaged because it already had damages on it. So, um, and I didn't argue with them. I just like let's get through this really fast and get it over with. You know? It was just is what bothers me a little bit is that. They think they're getting away with it by lying, <laughs> you know. Even though I'm standing there going, this car is obviously filthy, hasn't been cleaned since you bought it, had like an inch of dirt on it, you know, everywhere, inside and out. It's never cleaned. It never vacuumed it. How can you stand there looking at me telling me it's clean? I, mean, I guess he doesn't know what a clean car looks like. He's either that dumb or he thinks he's getting away with lying to me. And I'm just standing there looking at him with my head cocked like, Really? You think I'm going to believe that? Okay, let's move on to the next thing. Why did you buy it? Uh, I Because they wrecked my other car with chemicals, and I needed something to pick up groceries with. Oh. But this car isn't a beautiful Ford Explorer with no dents, you know, perfect, you know. Everything about my Ford Explorer was perfect, and they trashed it with chemicals. So this time I said, I'm not going to get a fancy car. I'm going to get a junker, and that's it. You know, I'm not going to worry about it. So I did. I got an older car with a lot of dents, no radio, and some stains on the seats and bald tires. (laughs) And that's it. It's done. Well, all except the bald tires. I'm not too wild about that. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) In fact, then I found out later that one of the tires had a flat. The guy filled up. (laughs) It was like uh, after test driving, getting the papers, next thing I find out, the flat tire in the back. You know, like, okay, i got to get that done now. But um, anyway, they were nice and only charged me like $15 or $20 to plug the hole. So, so did you look for a car with a big L on its uh, forehead for loser, or what? <laughs> a car or a person? A car. <laughs> so what did this car cost, like $5.56 or what? Yeah, pretty much. No, oh, I got it. I decided I don't want to worry about it because it's going to sit outside and... Um, 
I'm with you on that because I've had yeah. them trash my car too. So I know it's, what you, it's not worth owning something with any value or anything you have any pride in because you're going to turn it into a piece of junk. I've seen it happen over and over and over again. Most recently with my china cabinet. They turned a perfectly good brand new looking china cabinet into a piece of wood that looks like it was sitting outside for a year and a half overnight. Right, because they yeah. they think they got to win if they lower the value of your property. So, like, you could take a Ford Explorer that's worth about six thousand dollars, and then bring it down to two. Then they think they win by four thousand, you know. But um, yeah, but don't ever forget that saying: for those that love God, all things are for the good, or whatever that is, however that goes. Because that yeah. really does kind of turn out. Sometimes, if you just hold still and hold your breath and you just don't react right away, and you wait, you'll find out that all that bad stuff that happened to you, like with the Ford and all that, turns out to be good stuff somehow in the long run in a convoluted way. Well, in a convoluted way, I got my money back for that Explorer, and I'm paying a lot less in insurance, and I'm not worried about it sitting out in the office. You don't have tags to pay for either. The tags were killing us here in California anyway. They were, for new cars, ridiculous. And then for like a 10-year-old car, they're like nothing. And then the the, the insurance is nothing. Yeah. So how can you beat that with a stick? And then if someone crashes into it, it costs nothing to replace it practically. That's right. And you don't have to worry about it getting, you know, another dent, you know, to lose that. Well, that's, what it boiled, that's what they boiled us down to is owning nothing of any value. So basically owning nothing that we care about or nothing of any value, because if you do, they turn it into garbage. Yeah. Well, that's why I don't own a house or a land now, because yeah. when I did, you know, same idea. I don't want them to, like, I don't own this property, so uh, when the time comes, I can walk away from it. And then that's smart. Change. See, that's smart in a way, but in another way, who really wins? Do they win or what? Nobody wins. Yeah. The whole thing is a zero-zero because, in the end, what I value isn't doesn't have a price on it. You know, I don't value property the way they value property and greed and status and suits with brass buttons. You know, I don't. Those don't mean anything to me at all. Well, um, money doesn't mean anything to me either, except another meal. Which is, oh, yeah. means a lot to me. Having yeah. another meeting, having a roof over my head, having a car that runs, or having teeth that are clean, work well, and have no cavities and have no loose teeth mean a lot to me. And those kind of things, unfortunately, take a certain amount of money that nobody can negate has value. Yeah, but we're not talking about millions of dollars and billions no, of dollars. No, we're talking about subsidy-type living. And, yeah, so I think a certain amount of subsidy living ha- income has to be given credit here. Not all money is bad. Yeah. You do have to pay for your room, board, food, medical, whatever necessities in life there are. We don't have to worship money, however. You're right. We turned into a money-worshipping country. It was ridiculous. Off the charts. Off self-included. Well, yeah, and also remember that the program is designed to attack anything that you value. So um, if you valued your job tremendously for your ego, I'm not saying you shouldn't have a job, right? Just don't get me wrong on this. But if the job is the main thing of your life, 
that's the thing they're going to target first. You know, right. if the family is the main thing that you make your life around, the family is what they're going to target first. If it's your health, whatever, whatever your main, you know, ego boosting, self-esteem boosting aspect of your life is, that's the thing that they want to mess up first. Your china cabinet. <laughs> your china cabinet. They do love you china. Yeah, exactly. I didn't care that much about the china cabinet to begin with, so I don't know why they attacked it, but whatever. Because you thought that you thought it was so beautiful, and they wanted well, no, to attract. I, I thought it had managed to uh, achieve a level of uh, cohesiveness, regardless of the amount of moving it's been through. It had maintained very hard wood, and it was durable. There were no nick scratches or anything in it, so that was incredulous to me. And I moved it in here and probably made a comment about how intact it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A period of a couple hours, they turned it into what looked like something that was left out in the rain for about a year. <laughs> oh my God! You know, Hi, Karen. It's funny. Hi. It's Anne. How are you? Hi, Anne. I've been li- Hi, I've been listening because I got home from work really late and I just had to eat something and kind of relax, but. I just want to comment. It's amazing on as soon as you verbalize something <laughs> like you did with your china cabinet and said within a matter of hours, it would change form. Yeah. This just happened to me on Sunday. Um, my car needs inspection. My car needs tags. My car, I mean, I need my car to work. I absolutely need it. Usually don't have problems with it. It's a pretty good car, Subaru. So it's real sturdy and stuff. But it just seems that every time I need an ex- an, in- an inspection, every single year, the check engine light goes on. <laughs> like, the week that I need an inspection. So my mechanic... Which light goes on? Which light? The check engine light. Check oh, engine. you know what that means? That the only thing that means is it's time to have your oil changed, basically. That check engine light, because I checked into that, my car too. I looked into it finally. They go, oh, no, it just pops up every so many miles because you need to go in and have your blah, blah, blah checked. Hmm. No, it was checked. My oil was fine. I had the oil change. It's just no, they can just do the, that. They can mess with your uh, electronic sensor. Well, they have che- they have they have messed with it, and yeah. and they messed with it to a point where the lights, like my car jerks, um, my car when they don't want me to go somewhere, they let me know. And ironically, and I. I hate to give them any credit, but it's usually when I'm really not supposed to be going somewhere. And I told you this before. Um, it's just, I'll give you, I, I don't, I'll give you an example. It was Christmas time. My brother came over. It was Christmas Eve. And I, he was drinking, and I did not want him driving home. So I knew, I'm in an apartment, but I have a house, and 
I don't know if you remember, but I'm not living in my house because of the storm and the damage and everything. But I knew I had a mattress. I live in a very small apartment, so there's really not much room. And I thought if I put a mattress on the floor, he'll sleep over. So I get into my car, and my car just keeps, it's jerking. It's just jerking and jerking and jerking. And this is not normal for my car to do. Okay, it's it's hesitating and going and then hesitating, and I'm fighting it. I'm not I'm not paying attention to the message that they're giving me. They're giving me a very clear message: do not leave the house. I get I get the mattress. I go back home. I get the mattress. I put it in my car. I come back. My brother isn't here. He's gone. He used that opportunity for me to leave because he knew I wouldn't let him leave the house. And he took perfect advantage of me leaving the apartment to get into his car and drive drunk. So um, although he lied to me and told me that he he slept in his car, which is laudable, but anyway, um, that was one of the things they did. So what happened on Sunday, I went to church. Uh, My church mechanic had a heart attack last summer, um, so I can't depend on him to, you know, help me out with the car, and he's been fantastic. So a, a very good friend of him, also a friend of mine, I said to him, listen, you're going to have to help me out. I need this car inspect- inspected. Can you please find out where Joe would take my car? Maybe you could come with me. I said, you know, everything's okay. The light was on. Now the light went off. Just magically, the light went off. But I don't want, you know, I I, I just need an honest mechanic that I can explain this to. Um, With that, he goes, yeah, Ryan, no problem. I'll talk to Joe and, you know, this week we'll, we'll, we'll arrange something. My car was running fine until I said that. I get this right after church. I get into my car, and there is this noise as if, you know, when you're riding a bicycle and, and there's a stick stuck in your spoke? <laughs> That's what it sounds like, okay? Boom, 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 boom. And all the way home, I'm like, it wasn't until I said it. The car ran to church fine. Going home, it's boom, 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 boom. I, I, it's, the noise is gone. Today, the noise was gone. So, this is just how they keep me high anxiety. You know, something could very well be going out in your car, because I myself have experienced that the car did something on and off for years, and then finally, it stopped responding to the first aid I had been applying for many years, and it showed me that it was basically going out. And it had been kind of going out for years, but every time I changed the transmission fluid, it got better. And then finally, one year, after 10, 11 years of owning the car, changing the transmission fluid didn't do it. So I now know it's the transmission flipping. 
So, no, you I know, understand. you never know about these things. Just you don't. Say, it's just that yeah. the coincidence. It's just the coincidences just keep hat. The coincidence. It's just how long can I say it's a coincidence? How, old how is many your car? times? How old is your car? It's 10 years old. Yeah, mine too. It seems like 10 years old is the um, execution date. <laughs> they kind of execute them at 10. They don't seem to make it past 10 years old, but... You know, I just spent a ton of money refurbishing my car, and it doesn't seem any better than it did before. So I'm I'm on board with you on that. I know it's the frustration of having an older car, but the good news is you got lower tags, you got lower insurance, everything is lower. And you got nothing to lose because it's an older car, so if they trash the hell out of it, so what? Hey, listen, yeah, you, when you again. have nothing, you have nothing to lose. <laughs> the old saying. <laughs> Freedom is just another word for nothing left to lose. Remember That's that? it. And also, and also, the only way to go is up from there. That's the right. And all up. your stuff that you had before was just stuff. You can have this. You can have more stuff, better stuff again. You know, it's not the end of the friggin' world. This too shall end what we're going through. So don't ever forget that. This too shall end. This too shall pass, my mother always said. She was right. It will. Keep telling yourself that and maybe it will. It will. Time is all relative in the universe. Well, these calls have changed my life, really. I, I thank you so much. I, I really do. It's it's they've been amazing. I mean, having this bottled up for so long, you know. And since I've been talking to you, and you know, in this um, support group, I mean, my life has really things. I'm much calmer. I'm much able. You know, I'm better able to cope. Um, I don't know why I had called, I wrote this down, Monday, um, January 13, 2014. I called the hotline, the 1-800 number. I'm not going to say who I spoke to. But he told me that he was moving to California to be closer to Derek. He talked about gang stalking. I said, I know nothing about gang stalking. What I'm talking about is something different has to do with, you know, I explained to him the um, mind reading and, you know, my thoughts aren't my own. I know I'm sharing with whatever. And he spoke to me as if he knew nothing about this. This was like a foreign subject to him, all right? And he told me that there was going to be someone on Dr. Phil that I should watch Dr. Phil and there was going to be an attorney on and it was about gang stalking. And I, I actually did. In fact, I think I, I, I pulled it up on the computer. Um, but nothing as if what, you know, I was talking about was I was speaking a foreign language. So I never called back again. <laughs> I never called back again. And for two years, I could have been in this, you know, in the support group for two years. Yeah. So... You know, um, I went through through 12 years of targeting without knowing that there was anybody else in these programs, except I imagined that if it was really science, it would have to have a control group. So I knew that 
by scientific terms that there would have to be a group. But I didn't know how big and how wide, you know. And I didn't find out about these calls until about two years ago. So I went through most of my targeting without any support. Not from law enforcement, not from the FBI, not from anywhere. So uh, I can understand where you're coming from, but it probably made you stronger, you know, by having to be more self-reliant, more resilient, pushing up against the waves. Um, you probably got better at it. And now we, I don't know. now we have support. We can relax. You know, there's more acceptance and all of that. There's knowledge being shared, research being shared. And, yes, the group is very big, very, very big. It's more than 4,000 people in this community. It's, there are probably hundreds and hundreds of thousands of us out there that are, aren't even in this group. You know, so. Yeah, probably, probably. I'm hey, just, listen, Karen, you know. Karen, I'm going to get off now. Um, thanks for letting me t- talk for a little while tonight. And, um, you know, I'll be back on Thursday. See what else. Is this Sue? That's yeah. getting off. Yeah. So, what was the number that you gave? It was seven five seven. Oh, five seven five. Oh, I'm sorry, five seven five. Oh, I'm dyslexic. Okay. Yeah, five seven five four two five zero seven seven zero, and that goes to my Google voicemail. Four two five zero oh, seven seven zero. Oh. Okay, my name is Anne. So. Hi, I'm in New York. Hi. Yeah, I could, Hi. I could tell. I could tell. <laughs> it, oh, <laughs> it was terrific listening to you tonight. Thank, thank oh, you very thank much you. for sharing that. Oh, yeah, my pleasure. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm just bottled up with knowledge. I don't have any place to put it, so it's good to have it, you know, place to <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm just glad somebody listened this time, you know. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for sharing. Thanks, Karen. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Uh, maybe I'll check in again later. I'm going to go watch a movie or something. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Good night. Have a good night. Okay. Good night. Bye. Hey, group. Um, can you just talk amongst yourselves for a few minutes? I'll be away from the phone for just a minute, and I apologize if there's any, any noise. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Yes. Hi. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm from New York. I haven't been in New York in a long time. Uh, I'm a native, and uh, uh, this stuff didn't happen to me in New York. It happened to me when I left New York. <laughs> Did you um, leave because I, of it? No, no, no. It happened. Uh, the the, uh, the the targeting happened after I left the East Coast. No, no. I'm sorry. After I left New York, it happened to me. Um, oh. I was safe. In, I was safe in New York for lots of years, and uh, and I, I went alone for ten years. Um, you know, I, I stood tall, high and mighty for ten years, and um, I, I thought I was the only one. <laughs> well, I thought I was the only one um, in the perspective that I knew there was some other people out there, but I didn't know how to find them. And, uh, well, I had no clue when you think about that. it, there wasn't, there really wasn't much on the internet at that time. I mean, you're talking about ten years from today. 
Well, it, it, it started in uh, 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 2004, so it's only a year oh, before our freedom started. It's uh-huh. only one year before that. But, um, I, I mean, I didn't know because I pretty much lived sheltered from this. Um, I wasn't political. Um, I was I was in the healing arts. But I I was a healer. Um, I was a, I was a massage therapist, a foot reflexologist. I, I did astrology. I did nutritional consultations. I was very into holistic health. So so politics was never my forte. And so that's maybe why I, it took me ten years uh, to find out about um, FFCHS. Uh, you know. And um, I, uh, I just, uh, I just dealt with whatever came my way, pretty much, you know. I'm well, a, see, a that's the whole thing. When I found out about FSCH, I mean, I have a page. The first thing on my page is New York Civil Liberties Union. Then I have Center for Constitutional Rights. I'm reading this to you. I have EFF, okay. Electronic Frontier Foundation. I have OPCAT, uh, Center for Victims of Torture. I have OSHA occupant. Well, I don't know how that's okay. ICAACT International Center Against Abuse of Te- Covert Technology. So right. I called. I called a few that didn't really, really, I didn't get anywhere. But when I called FFCH, like they, the person I spoke to. And maybe it was because of the information. I mean, I'm just gonna say. There was information that I gave him, okay, and maybe he was being cautious because unlike other targets, I know where mine's coming from, and I may have told him what, where, and how, um, and he wanted to, and he didn't want me part of the group. It's a, it's just a thought, and I... I I, wait, I don't wait, want to no, say. Wait, wait. Could you go back a minute? Who, who did you call? I, I sorry, I, I missed what you said. I called this group, and instead of telling me there was a support group I could speak to, he started talking about. Um, he started talking about um, um, gang stalking, and I thought, oh, then it's not for me because. That's not my problem. Gang stalking is not my problem, and if it is, like you know, I, uh, I, they can't they can't get me with gang stalking. <laughs> it would be really tough. You know how they get your weak spot. <laughs> gang stalking would not be my weak spot because yeah. I would probably get you know yeah. I would like I said yeah. before I would stick yeah. my finger up my nose. You know what I mean? I, I mean you can't gang yeah. stalk. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so that's so that's not your vulnerability. So that's not something that, not. that will terrorize you or trigger you off, right? Right? Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. That's why. Well, no. That's the reason. That, that's the reason, Anne, why everyone gets targeted in their own unique ways. Uh, if you exactly. listen, if you listen on the phone, which which you sound like you have, you'll you'll you've heard that people get targeted in a variety of ways. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to find someone who's getting targeted exactly like you are. Well, it's, it's, the, the, it's that's why I brought up. That's why I brought up the car because my car. 
my car is has been like the center of my attention for the last two weeks. It's like I just have so much money and I have to and I have to pace this and if and if it doesn't if if inspection isn't approved, I don't know where I'm going to get the money because it's like the whole thing is I only have a certain amount of money. So this has been on my mind. This has been weighing heavy on me. And the fact that something would go wrong with my car as soon as I verbally expressed it to somebody, okay, all of a sudden something went wrong with my car. And I'm just, it's like, okay, you got my weakness. They got me. They got so, my, well, that said, was and, my weakness you, for the time. And your intuition and, 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 and from what you're uh, describing, it sounds like you, you have strong intuition, and your intuition kicked in and said, hmm, this is something creepy about this. This this is not something. And you figured it out. You see, that's the thing. Uh, you know, a lot of us figure things out. We don't just... Uh, get oblivious to go underwater about things. We we we'll see if something's you know, you know, like defective, if something's wrong, we'll 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 recognize it for what it is. Whereas so so they can uh so they can target us, but if it's part of this, this vicious game, it's a game. It's a game of cat and mouse. So so they, they you know, torture us and we're gonna give them reactions and you know, because we recognize that something's going on that's not right whereas a lot of the population will be oblivious and, and, and naive about things and they won't see and, and, and denial, strong denial, they won't see it. So, so they can't really overtly target them because they're not going to see it. They're too busy, they're too wrapped up, they're too, they're too, they're too self-involved with whatever, themselves and, and whatever else they're doing, you know? Well, I do know that they are also being, they are also being mind-manipulated. I'm not going to say control. They are being mind manipulated. I know that for a fact. And they do not realize, they're not sensitive to it, okay? They are not sensitive to what's happening to them. Um, um, it's, and to us, I mean, to us, witnessing it, we'll know. We'll just, we'll just recognize it immediately. They don't recognize it. So, uh, I, they, they've given me, they feed me information. So, I mean, even if I was stupid <laughs> to begin with or naive, <laughs> they had given me a lot of information. And I did not know how to apply it, okay? Because this is not my area, okay? My area, like you... I was also a healer. I was emergency room. Um, it was, but at the time I was I, I was not active. I was not active in medicine. But um, it's just my nature. It's my nature to be a healer. It was my father's nature to be a healer, and I just took over. You know, I, I just followed in his footsteps. But um, I knew. I knew I was bit I knew, I knew immediately. I knew before they let me know what they do the first year. I'm not sure cuz I didn't think it was going to go on this long. My targeting my targeting. I I never I've never said that word, believe me. I've never used the word. 
I've heard this, I've heard that, you know, you guys discussing this, I would not say, I would not call myself a victim. I would not. I'm like, screw that. I am not a victim. I am never going to be a victim. Um, for the target, yeah. <laughs> I think I am. I think I, I think I have to admit <laughs> I'm being targeted. Um, but there are other people being targeted and they don't. One of the messages they gave me, okay, very early on. Oh, I was, I'm sorry. I'm just going to go back to my original thought. I am extremely sensitive, as you are. And I knew, I think I knew the first day, okay, something was not right. I knew something was not right. And it took perhaps six months, eight months, nine months to a year. I'm not sure because, like I said before, I, I didn't know. Like, I wish that I, I wrote down dates. I wish I was more accurate with the calendar. Um, I think they made a few mistakes with me, not really knowing um, I think they made a few mistakes. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think they knew it. I. I think it was an accident. Okay, how they let me know, but they let me know eventually. And what I believe with myself and with all of us, they're not. They're. They're kind of being sneaky at first because they're getting our profile. Now they have to know our profile. They have to know. When we put the toothbrush in our mouth, if we're going to put the toothbrush on the left side or the right side, okay? They want to know if we're going to turn the shower on before we get into the shower and at what part of our body we're going to wash first. I mean, they want to know things that you couldn't. If you were, if you were filling out a survey about yourself, you wouldn't know what they know about you. So they had to know everything, okay, um, before they let us know they were there. Okay, so this is, this is the ammunition that they have against us because they know our every move. Even if we're spontaneous, they know we're spontaneous. And, they, and there's a prediction. There is a prediction there. So they're going to as Brian would say, mathematically figure out what what it is. I, I personally I'm they're doing they're playing hypothery with me. This is I've been on I've been on this hypothery thing. Um which perfectly explained perfectly explained it. And when I think back not when I think back, when I look back on my notes they have told me. They actually told me it was hypothetical. I But if you don't know, if someone tells you something in a language in Chinese and you don't know Chinese and they could be telling you this word over and over again and you don't know what the hell it is, you know, it's like, it's not going to get you anywhere, right? You still there? <laughs> Hello? I'm talking to myself. Hello?
Hello? Well, I don't know if you can hear me, but um, I'm still on the call. I'm just not getting any feedback. Hi, I'm here. Hi. Did you hear what I said, or was I cut off? Sorry, I just tied up. I just got untied up. I'm sorry. Oh, Karen, I was talking to somebody from someone who was someone else. I'm, I didn't get her name. She told me she she was a native New Yorker and she moved um, and she started, she was being targeted after she left the East Coast. But I, I didn't get her name. That's who I was talking to. I know, I know that you walked away. You made, you know, you said that you were going to walk away. But, and then suddenly she wasn't there. <laughs> somebody from Tennessee you know I, I, I yeah, it was probably not. Tennessee because they just hung up uh, or Oregon Amy from Oregon I don't I didn't get her name and no, normally I always ask who I'm talking to but I, I didn't get her name I, I introduced myself to her but I don't know Anyway, what was the point of what you said to her again? Excuse me? What did you say to her again? Oh, um, about what I was talking about, how, um, a few things, about how before they let us know that we are under the, in this program, let me put it that way. They're studying us. They're they're getting a complete profile on us. Everything. They know us better than we know ourselves. I mean, we know ourselves, but it's the it's the thing like uh, what I said was when you when you brush your teeth, can you say for a fact? Do you put your toothbrush? On the right side of your mouth, in the front of your mouth, do you start with your back teeth? Where do you start? They know where you put that toothbrush when it goes into your mouth, okay? They know if you're going to turn the shower on before you get into the shower and how long before you're going to get in the shower. They, they know every, everything, everything, absolutely everything. So before they let us know that we're being targeted, they need to have a complete profile on us. And this is how they find our weaknesses. So that that's pretty much what I was what I was saying to her. Yeah, I have to agree with you. You know, and I think with me personally, they kind of, they they kind of, I think I'm pretty sure, I mean, I, I can only speak for myself, I can't speak for them, but I'm pretty sure they made a mistake. I, I'm pretty sure that almost 
immediately I said, you're in my head. You are reading my thoughts. You are in my head. And I wasn't getting any feedback. You are in my head. I know you're reading my thoughts. And I wasn't getting any feedback, okay? They were perfectly quiet. Quiet. But they did send me, they did send me messages. But it wasn't like reading my thought messages. It was messages. And I told you this. I, I've always got, I got a message tonight. Tonight I got a message. I, I always get messages. So, um, and they're not complete sentences. They're just, you know, put it together. Let's see. We're going to do word association. We're going to give you a word and then, you know, let's see if you can associate what you think when we give you this word. So, uh, one of the words they gave me, and it was very, very, they repeated it over and over and over and over and over again. It was sleepies. It was sleepies. I had no idea what sleepies meant. I just had no idea. So I was sleeping, and I had this ability to wake myself up. I know how to wake myself up. And I'm so, I'm so logical. That it's funny. I'm so logical that when I'm dreaming, I know I'm dreaming. Like I know, and it, sometimes it pisses me off. Like because one time I had a dream about my puppy. He he was an old. He died an old dog. But my dream was he was a puppy. And instead of enjoying him and going with the dream. My logic comes in. Well, I'm sleeping. I get logical, right? Wait a minute. I must be dreaming. It can't be. He's dead. <laughs> and I woke up and I was so mad at myself <laughs> for waking up. But going back to sleepies, so I'm having this, I remember this distinctly, and Sleepies comes into my dream, and I'm thinking, Sleepies, I'm th- my ex would say at 10 to 10, 10 minutes to 10 o'clock, 9.50, every single night, because he was very rote, and he would say, I'm sleepy, every night. So all of a sudden, I went, Rob, Sleepies. And they hit me with a bolt of lightning. Uh, they hit me with a bolt of lightning. I jumped. I must have jumped five feet out of the bed from sleeping. All right? Sleepies. So now the association with sleepies was with my ex. But now I know better. Now I know it wasn't. I, 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 I think that they just hit me too hard. Okay, I don't think I was supposed to jump five feet out of the bed because I don't think they wanted me to know yet that they were in my head. Um, so, but once once they made it clear, it's, you know, now they just repeat things that I think. If I think of something, they make it known that, you know, it's like, it's like um, feedback. I get feedback. So... Um, I was in the car and the radio, I was listening to a radio program and they were talking about the constitutional rights lay. And I wanted to remember his name, but I was driving, so I couldn't write it down. So I did like this word association where I was like, okay, it sounds like, his name sounds like Angel, sounds like Angel. I was trying to figure out like how I was going to remember his name 
the way memory experts tell you how to do it. And they played the whole, and I didn't, I didn't say it out loud. I was thinking it. They played the whole thing back to me the next day. They just played it right back to me. My whole thought. Like, like there's nothing private. There is no, there's no privacy. We know what you're thinking. So, yeah. Tonight, are you there, Karen? Yeah, I'm here. Uh-huh. Oh. So tonight I was at work and... Corporate made another blunder. Um, you know, I'm on the I'm on the bottom of the totem pole, and corporate like just made like the, every day. It's just something so stupid, and they did something stupid. And I said out loud, I could never, I could never sit in that boardroom because I'm just I I could never be a team player. Meaning that if someone came up with a stupid idea, I would say. That's a stupid idea. So I said out loud, as I'm in the the store, I said, I can never be a team player. And the lights flashed on and off in the store. Well, that's interesting. I have a lot of interesting stuff. Karen, the difference with me is I know I know where it's coming from, and that's my dilemma. You know, it's my dilemma. I know who I'm dealing with. Regardless of whether you do or you don't, it's impossible. It seems at this point, anyway, to fight. <sighs> I have been told that I'm supposed to I'm supposed to fight back. I'm supposed to fight back. Even though I know that it's this game of cat and mouse. Okay. I know intellectually it's a game of cat cat and mouse. So I'm like, you want me to fight like it's a losing battle. <laughs> you're in my you're in my brain. You're in my mind. I'm not in your mind. How am I supposed to fight back? You never remove I'm gonna make. I'm supposed to fight back. They want me to fight back. So, and that is why they give me all this information. They feed me information. I am fed every day information. So what kind of information are you fed? Well, um... There are things I don't want to say over the phone. But I, and I think it's probably why when I called FFCH the first time, I may have mentioned, because thinking I have nothing to lose, you know, what am I, if I start naming names, what do I really have to lose? And I may have said, you know, I may have, named a few companies and uh, the person that I spoke to did not give me the name, did not give me this um, 
this number for the, um, you know, for the group just did not. And I think it was probably the first time that I spoke up on the phone. That person that I spoke to originally told Anita not to talk to me. Right in front of me, as if, you know, someone's talking to me, and he's like, I'm right here. I, I, I can hear you. <laughs> I'm here. I can hear you. No matter what you think or where you think I'm from or what you think I'm doing or what you think, it doesn't matter. I am still a targeted individual. It doesn't matter. I am being targeted and I'm being tortured. So your point of this conversation was to reassure people that you really are a target. Is that what you're saying? Not really. I am. I don't. I think you know it. We've talked. I. I. I, well, I, I know. I, I know. It, but I'm just you know. I am. You know. And anybody. And and the thing is, with I think it's funny. You know, logically. I mean, I I try to approach everything logically. Anybody could get on to this call. It's like you can't like think. Oh, she's. Oh, she's trying to get information. How could I? Anybody could get onto the call. They don't need me. They're they're in our minds. <laughs> they don't need this call. So I I I was just I was just disappointed that I went two years without being able and I can't tell you how much you guys have done for me. And like I went two years without knowing that there was anybody else out there that was experienced the same stuff I was. You know, that's all he mentioned. He mentioned gang stalking. That's it. When I told him what I was going through, he had no idea what I was talking about. He was like, oh, no, no, this gang stalking. Who is it you talk to, do you know? Yeah, I know. I wrote down the date. I I wrote down everything. I called... Share that with Shelly, who works the 800 calls now, and she could deal with that because she's kind of in charge of that. Well, it was 2014. Someone said something inappropriate to you or or not not inclusive enough, then she needs to be made aware of that and find out who it was so she can just update them on what's appropriate and what isn't appropriate to greet new people with. That's all. You know... It is what it is. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, it, it's the past. It's the past. And it wasn't that it was inappropriate. I must have said, I don't know. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to project what I think someone else thought, okay, because that's all I'll be doing. Someone else is thinking something and I'm going to project, I'm, I'm not, no, I'm not one of the mind readers. I'm, I'm not going to say that. But whatever it is, that same person, when I mentioned his name, and I mentioned it innocently, and I tell you that honestly, I mentioned it innocently that I called in January 2014. I spoke to this person, and he told me that it was about he was moving to be close to Derek, Derek, yeah, and he was moving, and he told me about 
watching Dr. Phil. There's going to be an attorney on. And it was about gang stalking. And I said, well, that's not really my problem. It's not gang stalking. It's, you know, it's the other thing. And he's like, no, well, like he had no idea what I was talking about. Like it was, and so here I was, isolated again. You know, it's like, oh, I have no idea, you know. And here it is. There are all you guys going through the same thing. We're all experiencing the same thing. And even though I made the phone call, you know, and the funny thing was, I, I just thought it was weird that I was talking to Anita and he suddenly came on magically, haven't heard his voice before, and he magically came on and said to Anita, watch out what you say to her. Watch out what you say. Just be careful. Don't say too much. And I'm on the line. I hear him saying this. <laughs> and I let it go. I let it go. I said, no, I will not feed into this. I will not. I will not. I will not get paranoid. I will not feed into whatever he's thinking I am or who I am or whatever. It doesn't matter because if he thought about it logically, he would know anybody could be on this call. Anybody could make this phone call. Right. Right? I mean... Someone had repeated, I had, I had been on the computer and I was looking up intelligent agencies. And um, I had looked and all of a sudden I, I, I had looked up recognizance, okay? And I found out that there was an agency that just dealt with that and that's all they did and they only hired private military companies. Uh, contractors, which is where mine came from. Okay, I can give you the name. I, I did the whole. I, I did the whole money. I did the whole money train. I, I went right down. I know exactly what's going. Who's involved? Um, I've had a close encounter. Okay, um, there. I was with people. I, they showed me things. They they told me things. I didn't ask to be there. I didn't ask to see it. I didn't ask them. They just invited me. That's it. But I could trace it back to them. Um, the uh, I don't even remember what I was saying. I just got... Oh yeah. So I looked this thing up on the on the computer. And it was national NRO. And it said, mainly, this is mainly contracted to private military contractors. That day, that night, I get onto the call, and there's a woman's voice. I don't know who she is. She goes, Did anybody ever hear of NRO? I don't remember what it stands for, but it's only. But it's but they only the government only hires private military contractors for it. I had just seen I would say four hours before I had looked that up on I on the computer. I did not comment. So like I my point is that I'm making anybody could be on this call. 
or any of the calls. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I, I try to I try to look at everything like logically. You know, if I find myself getting emotional, I gotta stop myself. I gotta stop myself and say, Oh no, no. That look at this logically. This is much bigger than your mind could even grasp. You know, this this is bigger than this. And a lot of times I listen to people and, and they're acting as if, you know, it's this common these common thugs and I'm not going to give my opinion because I'll tell you the truth. I don't know what their program is. I only know what my program is, right? I know what I'm going through. And I know, like, I do get, I do get feedback. And I haven't heard anybody talking about that. I heard about voice, you know, voice to skull. But I haven't heard anybody saying that, like, they communicate with me. So, and they've been doing it. I would, I'm, I could give January, uh, January 28th, 2007. I could even give you a time, but they did not start January. That is when they probably decided they wanted me. Okay. That's the day they made up their mind that I was going to be in. Um, they really didn't start communicating until 2008. That's when the communication started. Not knowing for sure if it was them or if it was, I actually thought it was Al-Qaeda. I actually thought they followed me home. And they couldn't get to the people that I had contact with because they were probably super protected, but I wasn't. So this was my imagination. So I was supposed to call them, okay, and go, oh, my God, oh, this is what's happening to me. What the hell? And me, I'm thinking, oh, no, I'm going to protect the United States of America. I am going to protect my country. I'm not going to make this phone call. I'm not going to tell them. I'm just going to bear it, you know, until they realize that I am really naive and I know nothing. I know nothing. Okay, I I know so little, and what they and even the program, if they don't know by now, eight years later, that I still don't know maybe what they think I know, except what they told me. <laughs> you know, this stuff went right over my head. It went right over my head. So, so what did they tell you? <sighs> My ex was a surfer. Don't know anything except what they told you. What they tell you? Oh, I've I've told you some stuff. Um, I made most of my notes came in two thousand and eight, and that's and recently. Just recently, I, I I started looking for them because they were scattered all over the place. Um, 2008 in June, they said, new tactics, different approach, waste press, 
precious energy defending our worn-out habits. Um, in February 2008, they asked me if I was willing to participate in their study. Um, June 2008, they told me that Pluto entered Cable Stack Capricorn on January 26. And then they said, this is key. Five months to change. Five months to change. Five months. Who said change? Five months later, Obama was voted in. Change. Five months to change. Do you think I put that together? I didn't. Um, um, I just didn't. Five months to change. In May 2008, that's why I was so so concerned about, like, what is Daisy? I kept asking you about Daisy and Brian. They told me they were contemplating Daisy in May 2008. Contemplating Daisy. Now, my girlfriend's dog's name is Daisy, and that's who I thought they were talking about, Daisy, the dog. Um, September 2008, head to head. That was the message. Head to head. Um, September 2008, you're both so striking twins. Do you get that one, Karen? Did they cut me off? You there? What was your question? I didn't have a question. I was just telling you, asked me what the messages were, and I was just giving them Oh, well, to you. What, what did you just say? And then you had a little tiny end of your voice. I missed what that was. That you oh, said. I said, oh, <laughs> I said, did you catch your eye to that? You're both so striking twins. You're both so striking twins? Yeah. Who did you say that to? Me. That was a message I got. Oh, I see. Striking twins, the twin the twin towers. Oh, okay, I get it. I didn't. (laughs) I didn't. (laughs) Um humiliate. Soundproof chamber. Uh survival guide need help. Do you mind if I hold on to this? Um, Hi-Ho Food, which I just put together last week. It's Ohio. Um, and so on. Well, that's interesting. Now, instead of, instead of the, the full, now I just get, you know, now it's 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 just, you know, shorthand or short word, you know, like um my boss was diagnosed with cancer and she said they told her she was going to die. You don't have a chance, but we're gonna we're gonna put you on chemo. And of course I disagree with that, but I'm in no position to tell anybody what to do with their lives. So she went right for it. She went for heavy-duty chemo, right? And um, I wanted to talk to her. I had to. I had to call her, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm, 
wonder if she's okay. I wonder if she's all right enough to speak to me. And I was at the job, and then I'm thinking, as I'm dialing the phone, I'm thinking, wouldn't it be funny if Kathy really doesn't have cancer? This is a thought going through my head. Wouldn't it be amazing if Kathy really doesn't have cancer? All right? I get a busy signal. Uh, either a busy signal or I went to vo- uh, I went straight to voicemail. That's that was it. She calls me back. She goes, "Oh my! Oh, when I thought it wouldn't it be funny if Kathy really doesn't have cancer? I got the flash. Okay, they flashed me like like the flash that threw me out of bed with sleepies. They get they they strobe light me. That's what they do. So I got the strobe light, and I said, "Oh." telling me Kathy doesn't have cancer? So Kathy calls me back, and she goes, oh, my God, Ann. She goes, I, I'm sorry. I didn't call you back. She goes, because I was on the phone with my doctor. And I said, and you don't have cancer, right? And she goes, yeah, I don't have cancer. <laughs> so well, this funny. is how. That's a really cool story. So, you know, this is the program that I'm under. They've told me brain train, brain train. Now, I know Brian says mind entrainment. Maybe it's entrainment, but they have said, they've told me brain train. They're brain training me. Yeah, I think it's called brain entrainment. Yeah, that's what, yeah, I remember you saying that, but that, but I didn't get entrainment. I got brain training. Well, maybe they didn't get the whole word out because they're more. Well, they didn't. Well, like I told you, harp harp was from day one. I was getting AARP, AARP, and I thought it was AARP. I thought it was you hit fifty and now you have to join AARP. But it wasn't AARP. It was H A A R P. Well, and it was, yeah. It wasn't until you know, I it wasn't until years later that that I you know was on the internet every every minute looking and searching and searching and searching. And as soon as I saw it, as soon as I saw it, harp, I was like, oh my god, that was it, that was it. Every all the pieces. I mean, they started just coming. Everything came together. Everything came together. I would say within three months, just came together. Yeah, that three month period seems to be our time span for learning. Is the same thing with me. Three months, almost to the day of nonstop studying for. Let's see, seven and twelve, seventeen hours a day. Yeah, for three, yeah, three months, and then I quit. All of a sudden, I said, "That's it, I'm done." I don't know why I quit. I just knew it was time to quit. Well, I um, I say I'm going to quit, and then all of a sudden, like I was watching something. I was, I was, I just said, you know, let me see what. Um, Robert Duncan has to say. Let me see what Robert Duncan has to say. Like, oh, yeah. if there's I don't anything. Mean I quit, quit forever. I just meant I quit doing it for 
17 hours a day. But yeah, I did the same thing. And yeah, I still go on the Internet all the time, too. I don't quit. I hadn't quit forever. Just quit doing the nonstop reading, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, me too. But the thing was when I said just, you know, maybe there's a recent interview or something. Maybe the, So I go into YouTube and I'm listening. It was like an hour and a half. Yeah, I'm listening. And all of a sudden I hear him. And it was towards the end of the program. And I wrote it down as well. And it was, and he said, well, if it's hypergame, he said, if it's hypergame, he, he said, like, Doom and gloom, okay? That's what he made it sound like. So I went, did he say hype again? So I played it back again, and I heard game, G-A-I-N, and it sounded as if he was saying game. I'm like, hype again? Wait a minute. Hype again? I get hypotype, all right? Hypotype. And I'm like, they've been calling me hypotype. So then I figured it out. It was I wasn't getting the words right, it, but the hyper was coming through. Hyper was definitely there, all right? So when he said hyper, I was like, then, so of course I had to look up hyper game, and it, there's a difference between hyper game theory and hyper theory, I guess. Um, there's a few different things. Um, so I was extremely interested in that. And when I, um, printed it out, because I really don't like reading anything on the screen. I don't trust reading anything on the screen. I print everything. So, um, when I printed it out and I'm like, oh my God, this is over my head. And aside from that, do I really want to know? Because if I, if I know it, if I study this, I mean, it's over my head, but it's not beyond me. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I could figure it out. But if I do, this is my dilemma. If I do, does this put me in a different category on their chessboard? So do I really want to know? Okay, because there are things about hypothyroid that there's um, the, mathema- the mathematical equation where you can be in it and not aware you're in it. So that puts you in a certain category. But then you're in it and then you're aware of it and that puts you in a different category. It doesn't mean that you're out of it. So that's why that part I did get. And I was like, do I really want to know? Because then this, this, will, this, this will just go on indefinitely. I mean, is there another category? <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, and then Brian said that this is like to the day you die. So. And the thing I told you, I mean, I could go shopping. They tell me what, they tell me what to buy. They tell me what size I am. They tell me all this, everything, everything. The color lipstick, I'll look good in. And they're always right. Always right. Always. I purposely, I will purposely defy them like a defiant child and do just the opposite of what they tell me to do. And I'll be wrong every time. Why don't you try this? Instead of using the color lipstick they want or the color lipstick you want, why don't you just not buy lipstick? (laughs) Say, I don't really need that lipstick and go buy something else that they have no opinion on. 
or don't buy anything. As soon as they have an opinion, you're not going to buy it. How's that? Because you don't need it anyway. Nobody needs to spend money on lipstick anyway. It's probably got lead in it or some obnoxious, toxic (laughs) thing in it anyway. So stay away from it. So there you go. Well, the thing was, I really did need to buy... I really did need to buy clothes because I lost so much weight from this this thing. I mean, my nerves. I I dropped I dropped so much weight that people that knew me from the past would just see me on the street and put their arms around me, thinking I was dying because I look like I'm dying. I look like I I and now I weighed myself. I weighed myself the other day. I lost five more pounds. It's like, huh, I need this like a hole in the head. What am I going to be doing? I'm going to be buying uh, toddler clothes soon? Like what? So. No, I look like an, I personally look like an Auschwitz survivor. When yeah. I arrived here at my mother's home a year and a half ago, I was 120 pounds, 5 foot 8 in large frame. And my skin was hanging on my bones. And it, it was not attractive at all. So, no, it was um, very ugly. I lost 40 pounds in like six or eight months or something. I don't know. Too much, too fast. Yeah, too much, too fast. Same thing with me. I've aged. And it ages you. It ages you because the skin just the skin just droops. It has nowhere to go. The muscle is gone. The answer to that, and I know you don't want to hear this, is protein. I know they have contaminated every source of protein there is. But I found a fish store nearby. I eat fish. I eat meat. I eat tons of fruits and vegetables, raw, organic. Those are really, 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 really helpful if you can do that. But you do need protein that will help restore the elasticity, although it doesn't keep them from destroying more elasticity. But you can rebuild it, so you can't give up hope. And you have to replace your estrogen because that's just flowing through your body. If you even have any left, it's flowing through you like water because they wipe out the receptors in our cells that can receive all the things we need like estrogen or vitamin D or all that good stuff. The receptors to receive them have been cooked away. So it's hard for our cells to even accept those things that we need. And that's why we're chronically low in everything. So it's good to replace your cells by eating lots of protein and fruits and vegetables, getting as much exercise as you can tolerate, and trying to keep your mentality as as low of a stress as you can possibly keep it by either exercising, meditation, distracting yourself with reading, or something you like to do. Well, the reading, I, I, I'm at a point where I'm just collecting books and not reading them because they play them back to me. So I can't even read. I cannot even read a sentence without them highlighting a word in the sentence. Like I'll get it. I'll, they'll just highlight. They'll highlight words in the sentence, and it's just they know. There's my weakness. Okay, I'm easily distracted. I am easily distracted. They got my weakness. They know that. Well, I think they do that to all of us, and it's part of the program that distraction thing. So don't take it personally, okay? I I know, but it's it still makes it difficult to read. <laughs> I looked at my I looked at it in the toy shelf the other day and I was like I'm going to be packing these books and I'm not I didn't even read them normally I would like just you know I would run home and couldn't wait to read them 
But I, I just didn't even, I open up a book and it's like, start flashing me, start distracting me, start like, like reminding me that you're in my brain, you're in my mind, you need that, that constant reminder. I don't need this. I don't need to be under a microscope. I mean, I'm so private. I just, Maybe you need to practice ignoring this. Since we can't really do anything about it, control it or shake it off, Perhaps we need to focus on ignoring it and going about our lives as normally as we can. Because that's all we have left. Well, you know something, Karen? In 2010, I said to them, I'm drawing a line in the sand. <laughs> At the end of the year, that's it. You are finished. You are out of my life. I, I verbalize this. I tell them, that's it. You're gone. That's it. No more. And all of that information that I was fed up until that time, okay, I have worked on either ignoring it or counteracting it or I've made up my mind. So, But it takes a lot of energy to do that. That takes energy to undo what you already know, you know, yeah. Like there, there are things that they've said to me already. I, I can't erase my memory. I can't erase that. You know, so working what I do is, and it's a constant thing that I do, ignore. It's difficult to ignore them, but not to, like, do the word association, Okay. They'll give me a word and wait for the association. I will not do it. I know the game. I know the game. They're not going to get the word from me. They're not going to get. They'll say something. They'll give, flash me a word and expect a response, like me to make a connection. You know, and I will not you do were it. Targeted, before you were targeted, you remember running into assholes all different times of your life. You don't sound like you were born yesterday. So I'm sure at least once every two to five years you ran into a big, fat, total screaming asshole in your life somewhere. We all have. And so you know that these assholes are everywhere in creation, basically. So therefore, if you're faced with an asshole screaming in your head that you don't want there, you're just going to have to regard them as yet another asshole and stop giving them any credence whatsoever, stop listening, and don't give them any power. The more you buy into this stuff, the more power you give these people. Don't give them the power. Say, I don't give you, I don't consent. Go away. And just try to ignore it as much as you can. As much as you can. You have to be an actress. And I know they read your mind and all the rest of that crap, but you have to come to a level. On some level of your being, you have to come to the conclusion that this is nonsense and you are going to discard it regardless, or you're going to endure regardless of what where you're at. But you're not going to give in to it. Period. End of story. I'm not going to. Yeah. It's a work in progress. Absolutely. It is. For all of us, it's a struggle. It really is. And it's hard to stay positive when everything's so darn negative all around you and your brain's being infused with negativity. It's hard to stay positive. I know. I know. Like I was saying before, Karen, I know they did. I know they did that to my car. I know they did. 
And it was, that was because that was the only thing I was thinking about was my car. I need my car. I need my car. I can't, I, I, I'm the type of person, I'll walk to the store. I don't need, I don't need my car. Like, I need my car for, for business. I mean, I need my car to work. I need it to work. I mean, otherwise, I'll get on my bike. You know, if I wasn't working, I, I wouldn't need a car. Um, but I need it for work. And I just kept thinking, oh, I need this. And just, you know, it was like, oh, we found your weakness. We found your weakness. Now we're going to screw around with your car. And they, they definitely did. They definitely did. Every single year inspection time. How much of a coincidence could that be? But this year in particular, this was very, this one, because I really do not have the money. I don't have it. Do, to do what? Excuse me? The money, the money for what? Oh, for your car, to, you mean? To have my car fixed, yeah. Are you, do you qualify for any low-income programs in your area? Because sometimes if you qualify for certain low-income things, you can get cut rates or free bus rides or cut rates on this, that, and the other, electrical bill, gas bill. Water bill, all the rest of it. Well, I have done that um, for the simple reason that I'm, um, I, I have, I'm not living in my house, and I'm still getting, you know, I'm still paying that, and I'm also I'm in an apartment, and then I have bills for that. So, uh, you know, I have double bills, and. I did. I, I called the gas company. I called the electric company, and you know, they reduced the rates. I don't. I have the bad basics. I live with the bad basics. I mean, it's my cell phone. Unfortunately, I don't have a landline, which I wish I did. I think I'd have more um, um, access to things with a landline, but I just don't. I can't afford it. I don't. I, landlines are extremely expensive. You can get the computer landlines now for a fraction. And that's not what I well. No, I, I mean, mean a landline that they can't get through to. They yeah, have turned they off. Get, they can get through probably on anything. So I really wouldn't waste any extra money trying to, I don't know, subvert or in any way worry about this extremely sophisticated technology that you and I can't even wrap our heads around probably to begin with. So spending all your time and energy trying to avoid being surveilled or listened to is probably useless. They're listening to everybody and recording everybody. So you're, you and I are no different. So I would just be careful about what you say and don't say anything you're, you would possibly regret at some point in time or something you don't mean actually at the time or anything that isn't really in your heart really that you know. I just wouldn't say it out loud is all any time on any call ever because everybody's they're listening they they're talking about it on the T V machine. So you know when they're talking about it on that it most likely is true or at least some of it's true <laughs> because they're talking about it. But they're saying, you know, everybody's being listened to and Snowden's come out and said that. Everybody's being listened to, everybody's being recorded. They're trying they're gonna use it to try to set people up eventually and he's even come out and said that in a roundy batty right. kind of nice way, you know. So, but he said it. So basically, and we know that. So everybody knows that, and uh, everybody acts accordingly. But you can't really, 
gear your life around fear because everything involved with this new world stuff seems to be um, based around fear. They want to create an atmosphere of fear, an environment of terror, 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 terror. Be frightened, be afraid. They put vampire movies and vampire shows on TV and zombie movies. I refuse. I refuse to watch them. I refuse. This is all by design, all of it. Terror, fear, watch these scary-ass haunted house zombie movies and watch us. We're going to infest this house with low frequency and then they're going to make a show about it. And by God, we're going to make I think they're doing all this stuff. They're doing this haunted house stuff, and they're doing it with ELF, extra low frequency. I, I think they're. I think they're desensitizing. I think they're desensitizing the well, public with it. They are, but with the yes, they are. You're right. With the population, they are. They're desensitizing everyone to um, to ridiculous amounts of obstreperous. Uh, of, of, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, fascism, basically violence, um, over overbearing ridiculous uh, Nazi-type techniques and tactics that we see on the police pulling off every day. And then the next day we hear that, oh, a judge said that the policemen are just fine with what they did. You know, outrageous things like that to, I imagine, socially engineer us into being angry towards the judicial system or the police system or both and perhaps seek retribution against said people, which we are not going to do because we know the game. It's a game. It's a hyper game theory. Piss this person off, piss that person off, get them pissed off against each other, have them take each other out, divide and conquer. It's all the same old Divide and conquer. They've been doing it for hundreds and thousands of years, and they've been making both sides for a long time. So guess what, folks? We are not going to play. We are not going to play. That's why I needed this group. Divide and conquer, and they were freaking winning. And I needed so desperately to be yeah, in this. Yeah, it still goes. It still goes on in this group too. So you have to be aware of that, and just so you're alert and aware, and know that it goes on everywhere around us, not just in the group, but it goes on in the group as well as everywhere else in our lives. Just know that. I know, but I, I think I'm. I think you and I are probably savvy enough to know who's real and who's not. So, oh, not all. what are you going to do? Not always. I've been fooled many times before. It, does it matter? No. Does it really. matter? Uh-huh. You know, and, and it doesn't really matter. And that's why I always said, gangsters wouldn't work on me. It wouldn't work on me. Because it wouldn't matter to me. It just wouldn't matter. I I I think I was find it funny. Like I find it funny that the that the, how the lights go on and how the lights go on and off, and you know how my mother will accuse me of waking up in the middle of the night and flashing the lights on and off. I mean, it's, it's funny wherever I go, the lights go on and off. It's like wherever I go, there's flashing lights. Is that possible? I laugh at it. You know, what am I supposed to do? Go, oh my God! No, it is what it is. They want me to know we're here with you. We're here. Don't forget, we're here. Oh, flashlight on. And one of the first times they did it when I was out was actually at an electrician's house. Okay, we're sitting around the, um, was it not a table, like a, um, a center island. And he had those hanging 
those pretty little hanging lamps over the center island. And they start flashing. And he said, no. What? What? Sorry. That's okay. There's a computer going in the background. Sorry. So he said, oh, he said that, he goes, oh, I really have to change the transformer. Do you see those lights flashing on us? And to myself, oh, I'm not saying anything. Did they think I was going to say, oh, yes, because I'm sitting under the light? I didn't say anything. He just said, you know, and then, you know, I'm in the car with my cousin. And the street lights start the streetlights just all go out. My cousin goes, did you see that? Did you? I've never seen that before. I've never seen a string of streetlights. I was like, well, you should have been with me yesterday. But I didn't say anything because I, I know it's me. I'm not paranoid. I know it's me. It doesn't happen to everybody. And, well, my mother knows. But, I mean, they can't hide it from my mother. My mother lives with me. So my mother thinks the house is haunted, you know. She just thinks we live in a haunted. She's like, oh, they follow us. They follow us wherever we go. They're haunting our house. We have to, we have to get everything blessed. We have to get a priest to bless everything. So I'm like, oh, well, yeah. So uh, we're not haunted in the kind of way you think we're haunted, but that's as far as I go. It's not the super, well, what I say to her is it's not really the supernatural. Wow. Yeah. No, there's no real supernatural. It's uh, no, they make it's all the spooky, scary stuff with the elf weapons. They did all this stuff to me, and they showed me what it was, and I was like, okay, very cute. I get it. And then they proceeded to do all the stuff like they were trying to scare me, and I thought, well, that's stupid. They already showed me what it is. Why are they trying to scare me with this? Because it isn't going to work. I just know it's some kind of technology and it's really stupid they're doing that. But they did it anyway. You know. Well, one of the... Yeah, well, you know, it's... it's, I don't know. It's kind of a dilemma. It's... It's like when you're a kid and the cartoons were, I'm, I'm assuming you were around the same age, and, and there was always like the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other shoulder, you know, and the devil was uh, trying to do bad that's, things. That's pretty much the state of man, you know, has always been for millennia that man has the potential for both the ultimate evil and the ultimate good inside of him. It's part of literature throughout history that that's been a theme, a common theme. It's the good and evil against each other, which exists in man, both capabilities. It's always been there. Well, this is why, but this is why I feel as if there are two separate, I feel as if there are teams, and I do. I've always felt this way. I used to call, I used to say, what do you have, evil twins? You know, this is when I used to talk to them. I used to talk to them out loud. Oh, what do you have? You have an evil twin? Who's who's here today? Who's on this shift? Which evil twin do you have? Because, like, sometimes I get great advice and sometimes I get really bad advice. So it's like, oh, you know, make up your mind. What do you want to be, good or evil? And um, And I think I told you about my GPS telling me, 
I mean, correcting me. My GPS corrects me. And uh, until it didn't. Until one day, and that's when, that's when, I, that's when it was crystal clear. I was like, uh-huh. So you want me to depend on you. You want me to figure. You always give me the right direction. You always put me in the right direction until you don't. Until you lead me off of a cliff. All right? So that makes it, so what does that mean? I'm not going to use my own good sense. I am not going to think about anything. I'm just going to go along with it until they don't. Who's still there? Yeah, I'm here. It, it, the phone went like silent for a while. I'm sorry. What did you say last? I'm sorry. I got distracted. I, just, you know, you know, just about my GPS. I don't even. I don't plug it in anymore. I just. I absolutely don't plug it in. Oh, I mean, if no, I really need it. Things with me too. They make me look at the clock at eleven, eleven. 12, 12, 1, 11, 2, 22, 3, 33, 4, 44, 5, 55 for months at a time. Non-stop, no matter what, every time I look at the clock, it's that time. Mm-hmm. One of those times. And finally, after a while, I go, all right, I'm not going to be freaked out. I'm going to find this amusing, and I'm actually going to try to look at the clock at those times. And guess what? It stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm going to make a deliberate effort to just psychically try to tune in on that time and remember to listen, look at the clock and dang it if it didn't stop. So, play, you know, I don't hesitate to play with this nonsense because I know what's going on. And what are you going to do? Are you going to sit and fret about it? Or are you going to conquer it or what? I don't know. I'm not I, going to fret. I, I have not fret. I have not fret about it. It's the noise that it's But what you're saying is really true that, that what you pointed out is that sometimes you get bad advice and sometimes you get good advice. Well, I don't really get advice because I don't hear any voices, but I, sometimes I get ideas to do really good things, create wonderful things, which are mine, and then other times I get ideas to do really, really stupidly, incredibly stupid business moves, which I've done in the last 10 years. That completely bankrupted me. <laughs> so, you know, you're right. You've got to be careful about what advice, whether it's your own or others that you take. And then when you get advice, get a second opinion. And then when you well, do, you're going to really see if other opinions are good and you're going to seek a third and maybe a fourth. The more opinions you get, the more knowledgeable you'll get on the subject before you make a decision. Because I've made so many bad decisions in the last 10 years, I can tell you the road to perdition by heart. I don't want I don't want to make I don't want to make a bad decision to spite them. You know what I mean? That's the other dilemma that I have. I'm going to spite them, but I'm really going to spite well, the way, with, with, the way to foil that is to not make any decisions at the moment until you're absolutely sure what your mind and what you really want to do. I've been watching my 86-year-old mother who moves like a snail. And I've been watching her lately, and I like her attitude. She just kind of doesn't do anything if she's not really sure about it. And she doesn't get flustered, and she doesn't get pushed into anything. So that's a good way to be. I like that. 
just kind of, if, you don't, if you're not comfortable with it, just don't do anything. Just sit and think about it for a while. Ponder it. Do some research. Don't do anything. Force yourself not to make a move. Like you need new glasses, don't rush into it. Sit and wait. Look around. You're going to find some cheaper glasses somewhere or whatever, that kind of thing. Well, that, that's my that's my faith, you know. My faith is, like, there are some things I know that they're not controlling, and I know it's God. I know it's God. It's like, it's not you. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> this, this is God. You know, um, I told you, I'm in, because of, we had a hurricane three years ago, and I'm still not home. <laughs> yeah. Talk about making a decision uh but um i just are you talking about hurricane sandy yes i am yep Mm -hmm. my house was my house was um damaged and uh the water i'm right near the beach and the water level has you know has risen and i'm having problems and i can't move back into the house so, so is, um, is, there, is the floor inundated with water now, or is it, did it just get wet and then the water went away and now you have mold? No, no, no. I I get I get water now without you know I get I get uh, water coming into the house with you mean rain. The ocean levels have risen to such a degree your house is now inundated with water from the east coast from the Atlantic. It's a crazy thing. Is it's. I can't. I can't even speak for my whole neighborhood. It's just my house. <laughs> my whole my block is fine. It's my house. You know, last December I went in. I guess the snow was melting, and we had some rain. And I was. I the shock of my life. The shock of my life. I walk into that house, and there was four inches of which four inches of water. But still, I can't live with four inches of water when the snow is melting. You know, it wasn't it wasn't four feet of water like the storm brought. Where is the water coming from? The uh, groundwater? It's coming. Yes, it's ground. Yes, it's coming from the ground. It's not coming in through the door or the windows. It's coming in through the ground. You are so targeted. There's nothing you can't build your house up on stilts, huh? Well, I have an old Spanish stucco, which will be difficult to build up. Um, they are, I'm in that process now of, I'm in that process of trying to figure out if I can lift the house. Um, that's where I am now. If they can't lift it, I don't know what I'm going to do. If I, I it's, they didn't determine that it was 50% um, damaged, which means they won't rebuild it. Um, you know, so it's a, yeah, it's, it's something that I, is your insurance going to pay for some of it? comes in steamer is involved in this um, they they have given me money to repair yes they've given me money to repair but they don't want to know about the problems that I continue to have so you know I could repair it that's not going to get me anywhere it's just gonna you know it's just going to be damaged again it's just, and I won't be covered FEMA will only cover you, flood insurance will only cover you if it's a determined tropical storm hurricane slash hurricane. So, you know, and everyone would have to flood in order for them to insure you. 
So yes, I was insured for Hurricane Sandy, but I was not. I won't be insured if tomorrow I have a flood for some because the tide is high, you know. Does it have to? Do, is it a tidal thing or is it a spring underwater that's going into your house? I wish I knew. I think it's now. now I th- what happened was they, they. Why don't you call a geologist? Because if it's a spring, maybe you could turn it into a monetarily advantageous situation for yourself. Come to I my love home. that. Come to my home and visit the healing springs of blah, 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 or whatever, <laughs> you know. Let it add. Put a jacuzzi in that room and put a heater in there and heat up the water and bless the water or something. I don't know. Not Make only like, that, can you imagine if I had my own personal water supply? <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, you know, the problem with that is they're allowing the petroleum fracking industry to put its waste product into our drinking aquifers and that is no mistake it's happening all over the country one way or the other in california uh, governor brown allowed the fracking companies for his last two terms in office i don't know how long i don't remember how long a governor term is but i think it's a long time so 10 or 12 years he's been allowing the petroleum industry, probably because he gets money under the table, but who knows? That's speculative in nature, but I'm saying that. Um, Probably, though, is why he allowed it, and for some unknown reason, he allowed them to poison our drinking water. And it's just, it was mentioned on TV, and it was never mentioned again. So I went on the Internet, and I looked up protests, drinking water, fracking, get brown, and there's all kinds of people protesting all over California, signs, sit-ins, all kinds of stuff, but you don't see a breath of it on TV, nor a word. No, you won't. No, no, nothing. We also have, they were proposing something here, offshore, um, very close, and um, there was a, a great activist group, and I went to their first meeting, and I walk in, and I'm thinking hundreds of people are going to be there, and there are only 20 people there. I'm like, oh, no, this isn't good. <laughs> this isn't good. But, you know, we have a boardwalk, and all summer long they've been on the boardwalk, and they've been putting on, like, these little shows where they have musicians, and people stop to say, oh, what's going on here, you know? So they made so many people. I, I wish I could have been more active in their program. I really wish I could have been, but the so much more on my mind that I'm dealing with. Um, but I do spread the word whenever I can. I tell everybody you about should. it. You know, you should probably, that's a good point, you should probably get involved with activism for either our cause or another cause or something to help distract your mind. That's, that is one form of uh, counterterrorism, <laughs> if you want to call it that, in our case, is to redirect, which is a way of distracting yourself, basically, Um, to another thing um, when they're always putting shit in your head or repetitive stuff or whatever. What's your name said to redirect your thoughts, which is basically change your thinking, change your mind and start thinking about something else deliberately to redirect your focus to something else. So redirecting the focus of your life onto something you self-determine you want to do, like fight for a cause, is a really, really good emotional, spiritual exercise. It really is. You should practice it. And even if it's um, just compensatorium in nature, do it anyway. Just go out and make an effort or two in the name of a cause you believe in. 
whether it's our cause or their cause or everybody's cause, it doesn't matter. Just do a few things that are out of the ordinary for you, out of your comfort zone, that are for a cause bigger than yourself. And you'll see the rewards come back to you tenfold. Well, this is why I always, this is why I know what where God is and where they are. Because I think I was born fighting for the weak. <laughs> I was born fighting for the weak. And I've often looked around and said, why am I the only one? Why why is my mouth the only one that's open here? I mean, what doesn't there are so many witnesses and I'm the one that's screaming. Now that that you know who you are and what you represent and what you stand for, put it into action and change your life with it because this this is a brain game that they're playing on us. They're trying to get us to focus on them and them focusing on us and us focusing on them focusing on us. And this is like an endless downward spiral <clears throat> and negative return. So the, the way you're going to turn your life around is by focus, focusing on something you want to focus on, a project you want to do, whether it's for yourself or whether it's for a bigger cause or whatever it is, but to do some self-determining thing to occupy your mind and your efforts to prove to yourself that you are in control of your own body, your own mind, and your own outcome called self-determining behavior. Yeah. It's very important for survival in this, and it's a struggle because they give you overwhelming feelings of lethargy when you have something to do. Or they'll give you overwhelming feelings of resistance when you are obligated to do something and you don't want to, you know, and you want to do it, but you all of a sudden feel this resistance. All kinds of roadblocks get thrown in your way, whether it's, just your own personality type roadblocks or actual physical roadblocks. People, you know, your lines getting cut off and your computer blowing up or another way to keep your roadblocks. But you're always going to hit roadblocks. And our roadblocks are bigger and more persistent than others. And the only way to fight that is to set your mind to it and say, you know, I'm not going to be discouraged by this. I'm going to expect that everywhere I turn the rest of my life, there's going to be roadblocks. It's going to be bigger roadblocks than anybody else has to face. It's going to be constant frustration, and this is all by design, so I'm not going to react to it. I'm going to expect it. I'll overcome it one step at a time as best as I can. Yeah, yeah. And then just keep, just by God, you just put one foot in front of the other and do not stop. Be determined. Pretend this shit isn't even happening and just be determined and do what you want to do with your life, whether it's fight for that other cause or whether it's fight for our cause or fight for your freedom, whatever you want, but do it. Don't just sit back and wait for life to happen because they kind of put this frequency lethargy over all of us or the frequency neurotic, um, hyperactive, can't sit still thing over us, one or the other, where you can't sleep so you're chronically fatigued and therefore you can't think and therefore you can't function. There's another one. Yeah. I practice not thinking sometimes. I just practice not thinking. Like, you're not stealing my thoughts. I'm not thinking. It's hard not to think. <laughs> well, you know what? It is, but you know what's even better is if you substitute not thinking for focusing on feeling good or thinking about things that make you feel good. And that's why I always say try to find something in life every single day that you can thank God for, whether you go outside and look at a bird or look at the sky or look at a tree or something of God, you know, 
go out and be grateful every single day if it's just one thing and say, thank you, Lord, for yet another beautiful day. And be grateful. That's really what it's all about is you live in one moment at a time. Time is a relative thing. Time may be an illusion. We don't know. We think it might be. Some of the scientists do anyway. So knowing that, you know, chill. Try to enjoy it one moment at a time because it may all be an illusion. Look at the length of our life, you know, 60, 80 years, whatever. They're just a little teeny, tiny, little minuscule, nonsensically insignificant piece of sand on the beach of time. I just, you know, I wonder how they reproduce and think that they're going to be immune to this. It's my modeling. Like, do they really think that their children and their grandchildren will be immune to this? Are they so cocky, so arrogant? Yes. This will happen soon. Either that or they have a super-duper formula detoxification program that they're the only ones that are privy to that they give to themselves and their families. Now, that might be another option or a super-duper blood-cleansing machine that they all use that we don't have access to or they're all going to go underground at the last minute and get detoxified. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. But if anybody thinks they're going to survive underground, I got news. I don't think you can survive without the sun for very long anyway. Why would you want to? (laughs) The radiation from the sun is part of our life force. We exist in this magnetic field between the Earth's surface and the magnetosphere. And it's this big electromagnetic grid that we live in between the surface and the magnetosphere, and we're constantly being irradiated by the sun, some of it which is not good. There's a lot of probably magical, mystical things that come from the sun that we don't even understand. But we know it makes vitamin D in our body, and that makes us healthy, possibly other nutrients that are important for our survival. And yeah, they can supply all that garbage artificially because they think they can control everything, including nature, which is a laugh. Because that the re- is the impossible. Is, yeah, the reality is they only they call our a lot of our DNA like ninety eight percent of it. They call it junk DNA, and they call it that because they don't know what it does. <laughs> they can't mm-hmm. figure it out. They only understand about two percent of it. And the rest of it they call junk because they don't understand it. So they just throw it away. They move forward when they don't understand something or when they don't want to deal with something. Well, let's just move forward. Well, so they move forward with all this cra- these crazy-ass ideas without any base of solid base of scientific evidence. It's just a bunch of moving forward into Never Never Land with a bunch of psychopaths that the we are driving the boat into the iceberg, basically, is what we're looking at. Psychopaths driving the, the big boat into the iceberg. We are the Titanic going down. The Earth is at the moment. And if somebody doesn't stop this madness, they won't be, they won't be able to stop it. We're already past the tipping point with the Earth and the release of methane and the warming of the Arctic seas and the blah, blah, blah. I mean, it goes on and on. It's ridiculous what they've done to our planet. I don't know if it can recover. And if it doesn't, you, you know, yeah. get your affairs in order, get your life in order. And get your personal uh, relationship with God intact. 
I I, I understand that more than ever now. I really do. Oh, you know what? I had this crazy idea that when Shell, okay, I've, I've been involved with, or I've been a supporter since I was a teenager. I mean, my life goal was to join Greenpeace. Okay, that was my life's gold. <laughs> so I was a kid. When I first heard about it, I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. But um, it was green peace. It was, and it's a funny thing because I have all these posters that are still at my house, and they're like, oh, God, they've got to be 30 years old, and the World Wildlife Fund, and you know, all, the, all of them, all of them, when I was married, we were really into it. And uh-huh. I, I don't mean to I cut you off, but my call's going to end pretty soon here because I started.